0: Where is your boy tonight? I've got mine right here. This is From Under the Dork Tree, your go-to source for the band Fallout Boy and emo music from the early 2000s. I am your host, Eric, and with me, as always, is the Pete to my Patrick, Mick Scardo. What's up, buddy? You,
1: you added my last name into the intro this week. Well, it's already on stickers. So it like, fuck <laughs> it, you know? Okay. Yeah, I'm good. we we're, we're... I didn't ask how you're doing. Oh, do... <laughs> okay. See... This is, you weaponize the podcast against me. Yes. You disarm me by doing things like that. You know that I'm going to get... I'm just throwing curveballs
0: at you left and right. Because you, th- you fucking threw a curveball at me this week, motherfucker. I'm on vacation. What f- curveball did I throw at you? I thought we were going to do the hardcore episode. Oh, um, no. Hi- we're in the
1: hiatus year, so... No, that's not and what happened. And then
0: you're like, hey, I've got an idea. Let's just do the whole fucking discography of Panic at the Disco. I like to yesterday.
1: Ap- <laughs> I'd like to apologize to the fans and our listeners and our guests... Yes. We haven't even properly said hello to them, checked into them, seeing how they're doing, how their how their week was. You just start off the episode berating me, screaming at me,
0: listener. How is your day going? How are you? <laughs> how is your family?
1: How's my uh, w- wife? Welcome to Under the Dork Tree, uh, a podcast exclusively about Fallout Boy. You told me this episode was you. Here's what happened, and this is Eric, dumb shit. Eric just not remembering what the text conversation was. I I've got you, the fucking
0: receipts. I know exactly what their conversation them. was
1: read them then. I No, you you dropped four fucking walls of text on me yesterday. Cuz I communicate. Oh yes, of course. I asked you like while you were like at some point last week what the plan for this episode was, and you just said Panic at the Disco. And I assumed cuz we had talked about it in, in the past that we were just going to do an episode episode or episode track by track. Right. A fever you can't sweat out. So I started doing that. And then you threw the curveball and said, "No, we're just gonna do kind of like a, like an oral history of Panic at the Disco, and I said, "Okay, I that's fine." I, that I, is a lie. That is sir. exactly
0: what happened. I was like, "No, we should do Panic at the Disco as the next band we do after
1: we finish up with Fall Out Boy." No, and you, you were, Oh my God, you were misremembering again. Oh, are you saying I'm, I'm lying? I I'm, I'm saying you're misremembering. Because I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt. Okay, I also think okay, it might, you so I think much. you might be lying i don't want to i didn't want to i'm lying for the content
0: you know you gotta have people like oh there's conflict there's there's problems that from under the dork tree why would anyone ever
1: listen to this i hey you can, your guess is as good as mine welcome back it's season first episode of season two and we're off to a great start we're just screaming at each other immediately about I'm sweating w- about what this podcast is or isn't about what it's for season two first episode what are we talking about Mick? before
0: we get into that uh Let's just say, uh, have you been taking in any kind of media this week?
1: This is, we're already getting to media consumption? I don't know,
0: man. <laughs> All right, here we go. Not well, what we're doing, okay, well,
1: we just talked about, we just had a big fight about what we're doing this today. Okay, look, here, let's, let's reset all right, and reset. Here's what happened. We took we took a week off because Eric had to go on a stupid fucking vacation. So thank you so much. Um, we're we're maybe we you know we haven't we haven't been able to fucking bounce back and forth of each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why this there's a little miscommunication going on.
0: Yes, of course. Okay. And, and now we're that's why we're so angry at
1: each other. Yeah, I'm just mad in general. Um, yeah. Uh, I think we're gonna this is gonna be our panic at the disco episode.
0: Yes, our sort of intro, backstory, uh, spark notes mm-hmm. for Panic! at the Disco.
1: I think you're going to get some rare insight from two Las Vegas uh, natives. Yes, Panic! at the Disco, Las Vegas' favorite sons. Yes. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll, we're going to talk about it all. Yeah,
0: right? we're going to talk about Maybe. the eyeliner. We're going to talk about <laughs> the, the circus outfits. Oh, we're talk all about, the top hats. All the top hats. The steampunk
1: era. Oh, Jesus, I never want to see anyone wear a fucking top hat again. Who have you seen wear a top hat? You, right now, you're wearing a top hat. Well, I mean, yeah, but the <laughs> listeners can't see that. You're wearing a Speedo with suspenders and a top hat. That's all you're wearing. And while I was on vacation, listeners, I had my nipples pierced as well, so <laughs> there you go. Ask me what media I've been consuming.
0: Mick, before we get into that, what kind of media have you been taking in this week?
1: Um, you ever see
0: that movie Memento? Yeah, it's okay. That's a crazy movie, huh? <laughs> yeah, guy. It's funny. I was just watching another movie with Guy Pierce, uh, LA Confidential last night. Okay. I've never seen that. It's a good one. We're not talking about it, okay. that. Okay. We're talking about Memento, Memento. Please go on. What, do you, what would you Carrie do? Carrie Ann Moss. What would you do if that happened to you? If I lost my short-term memory? <laughs> yeah. And
1: and yeah. Uh I would probably I don't know, man. I, would,
0: I don't know what what would you do? You, you the, I don't know.
1: Th- you'd make it you would decide what you were going to do and you'd probably forget a couple minutes later. Exactly. You'd be like a goldfish. Did you um, like that? Was that the first time you ever saw Memento? No, I've seen it a couple. I saw it like probably um, like eighteen eight, or twelve times. <laughs> I probably saw it in two thousand five. Was the last time I saw it. Yeah, right around the time uh, Las Vegas band Panic of the Disco was starting to really wet Rise their whistles. Yeah. yeah.
0: Did you like? Did you like it? Yeah, did, it was a good comeback. Okay, like Joey Pantliano. Who's that? He's the uh, the guy that works with Guy Pierce. He's that uh, helps him like find the, the killer. oh the
1: kind of pseudo bad guy.
0: Yeah, a lot of
1: moral gray. gray like, yes. You know. Um, I think he puts the tattoos all over him. I don't think he... He, so he doesn't do he, it. He does his own tattoos. That's why he's like trust your yeah. own handwriting. Mm-hmm.
0: Man, that movie sucks. That
1: movie sucks? It doesn't suck, <laughs> Eric. That's, uh, wait, that's uh,
0: Christopher Nolan's like first movie. Yeah. Yeah. And you love Christopher Nolan.
1: I I have
0: movies that I like from Christopher Nolan. You love Christopher Nolan. We watched uh, Tenet together. And we were like, yeah. this
1: movie is a hot bag of dog turds. Tenet. Tenet. You know, that's... That's, that's, uh, Jenny, Jenny yeah, from Forrest Gump, Gump saying, Forrest saying Gump. what his favorite movie is. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, just, I don't know. That's crazy. You would like, that's, what if you were, that. just what if that was happening to you? <laughs> yeah, that would be fucking crazy. You couldn't remember anything? Uh, I would probably just, <laughs> probably just shoot myself in the head. <laughs> and you couldn't like, and then you find, and then maybe like you, I don't know if he uh, understands spoilers for Tenet, by the way, but then hey, spoilers for Memento. Like, oh yeah. Uh, sorry. Same fucking thing. Yeah, pretty much. Um, But then, like, you're, like, uh, the guy you thought had the same short-term memory loss. Like, you're actually him, and you just kind of came up with him. Do you remember that? Oh, that's
0: the whole, because he tells that story Mm -hmm. over and over.
1: Yeah, that's. And you got to put tattoos on yourself, and your life goes backwards. I mean, he looked cool tatted up, though. Oh, yeah, those are great-looking tattoos. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even kidding. That is kind of like a tattoo style that I see a little bit now. Where just, like, words, like, black words on you.
0: Well, yeah, people, like, do, like, that was, like, a whole thing where, like, it's, like, the old English lettering. Mm-hmm. like real like kind of like try hard like losers get that kind of tattoo like like right here <laughs> yes I was, I, I okay i didn't say know you were putting those together <laughs>
1: i have one on my chest yes it says um insert cock here <laughs> <laughs> insert cock into my chest <laughs> yeah just stab me in the heart like a putty oh, I remember the putties
0: from power i just fucking <laughs> watched that power rangers movie on netflix did you want you see that no i didn't watch it i watched it it looks like shit They they filmed it for like twenty dollars what era of power rangers is it it's all the originals but it, like it's a timeline where it's like the yellow ranger who died in real life like yes. never died rest in peace and like the whole movie kind of like revolves around her and like her daughter and she gets killed like she gets murked like the first five minutes of the movie like okay in the movie like oh yeah trainee's dead and her daughter is like this the new yellow ranger spoiler alert for this so, yeah sorry guys but um yeah the movie's kind of shitty that's kind of in poor taste a little bit huh I think they did it kind of tastefully. Okay. Um, the whole movie is sort of like dedicated to her and like Jason David Frank. Okay. Who just Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Jesus. Tommy Oliver. Oh, yeah. The OG. Two down. Four more to go. <laughs>
1: But are the putties in this movie? Yes, they are. They like... the
0: putties are back, and Rita Repulsa is back, but she's like a mech. Oh,
1: okay, so is it not the same actress, or
0: I think the original actress died, so that's why they just made her like a
1: robot. What about um, what's his Zorg or the the green... Zordon is not in it because not, they... well, not Zordon. What's the name of the green? He looks like the devil, and he has like the one spike. Lord Zed. Lord Zed. He is not in it.
0: Okay. Um, Zordon is not in it because they could not afford to do CGI. Um. <laughs> So,
1: so there's no CG. Wait, there's no CGI. There's a
0: lot of CGI, okay. but it's all very brief CGI. Okay. Like, it's just like, oh, we got to teleport in. We got to teleport out. Okay. Um, the movie it was weird. It's like, it's, it's like the guy, the main character is like Billy, the blue ranger. In, okay. Um, he's a nerd. He is the nerd. Uh, he's sort of responsible for putting everything in action and getting Trainy killed. No, spoiler effect. Jesus. Spoiler guys. Sorry. Uh, but it's weird because the guy that looks, that is Billy they have so much fucking makeup on him and he's so old. He looks like, uh, do, you, do you ever watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I have not. Oh, uh, okay. Well, he, do you know who Dennis is? Which one is that? He's the the tall white guy who's like, got the spiky hair. Kind of, yeah. Billy, the actor, looks like Dennis from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they get addicted to crack. <laughs> Poor Billy. Carly was like, literally like, is that Dennis from Always Sunny? And I was like, no, no, he just looked really
1: bad. Wow. Yeah. But, and the putties, the putties make the sound? Yes, they they make oh. the oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the listener loved that. That's the best part of uh, of the power mighty morphing power rangers. yes the sound the putties make. When they when they got rid of the putties, I was like, I'm out. You're out. You're like, I can't do this. I'm anymore. like seven
0: years old, I'm like <laughs> this shit's jumped the shark. Yeah. I'm out of here.
1: <laughs> is so okay, well, is that your media consumption? No,
0: I'm sorry, listeners, for that tangent. Um but hey, it's hiatus, that's what you're here for.
1: I started that. I started that tangent. Well, so don't you don't have to apologize. Uh, What's your proper media consumption?
0: The media I've been taking in. uh, So part of the reason why I went on this vacation, it was sort of like a late Valentine's Day thing. I was in New Jersey in February. So I told Carly, I was like, hey, your favorite band, Tennis, is going to be playing in San Diego this date. Like, I'll just get you tickets. We'll go down there. And that'll be like our vacation. So uh, I've been listening to the band Tennis, obviously. Uh, That's the media I've taken in. We, We went to go see them. They put on a great show. Um, have you ever heard tennis?
1: Yeah, I've heard I'm familiar.
0: They're good. They're um they're sort of like a I guess you want to say like a modern indie yacht rock band. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a two person band with a, a husband and wife, kind of like Captain and Tennille. Okay. Um, but listeners might know tennis because a few weeks ago, maybe like a couple months ago, uh Elena, who's the lead singer of tennis, kind of got Twitter famous for like a day because they consider they uh People on Twitter were calling her the uh, Indie Ice Spice because she has like an afro. She's a white woman, but she's got like big curly curly hair. She's
1: an interesting looking human being,
0: yeah. Yeah, so she's uh, you know, that's kind of like how people know her. Carly was not happy about her being oh referred to God. as the ice spice of Indie. <laughs>
1: being called the ice spice of anything is probably the biggest compliment High you could ever get.
0: High praise.
1: We have if we do- were the if we were the ice spice <laughs> of
0: Fallout Boy podcasts, I would say that's a win.
1: I can't do, we haven't we should do a whole episode about ice spice. I don't know what it is. Hey, we're in
0: the hiatus, man. We'll do whatever.
1: I don't know what it is. She's captivating. There's just something about her. It's that <laughs> Um, Yeah, what a when uh, when she has absolutely no musical career uh, like two months In, from now. See, I was gonna say six weeks. This is gonna be a great time capsule. <laughs> but hey, it was a good it was a good four months while it lasted. For hey Ice man, Spice Spice. Yeah, she's. I don't think she's because she hasn't come up with another hit yet. We well, I think that song with Nicki Minaj is like mm. a not probably not as big as the the Boys a Liar, but I think it's a decent hit. That's have you so you've seen that video right? Yeah.
0: Dude, that video is insane. It's like it's it's. We watched two thousand. Oh, do we yeah, watch we it, watched together? it together? Yeah. Oh, was it the night we had the Borg? Yes. Oh, okay. That's why I don't remember. uh Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: literally like the end of uh, two thousand and one a Space Odyssey, but with
0: Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice. Yeah,
1: but there's also like I thought it was interesting because it totally is that. They're definitely like yeah. But I part of me wonders if they did that on, on accident
0: because if they you might not have known yeah. it, but the <laughs> set designer one hundred percent knew
1: it. Yes. Because there's no other, like, kind of, like... You don't see refer- how Yeah, there's no yeah. reference there's to There's no obelisk. Yeah, like, it's literally just, like, uh, a room that kind of vaguely looks like... The no, no,
0: it's not even vaguely. It's, like, one for one, but it's pink, not white. Yes, I was
1: gonna say that's... the main. I don't think it was pink in 2001's Face <laughs> True, honestly. that'd be cool, though. There also is... It's a... um The music video is probably, like, four and a half minutes long, but there is a ten-minute intermission in between the music video. Oh, is there? No. Oh, there. I was <laughs> like, hold on a second. <laughs> He's, just going, he's going through the time gate. That would be that would be the, the how it'd be similar to two thousand one. Okay. Oh, I'm so
0: sorry. Jesus Christ. Gee, oh, I'm sorry. You're just throwing me these these balls.
1: Yeah, you and wish. I'm not missing
0: them, <laughs>
1: or I'm not hitting them. You're sucking them. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's go. Let's let's, um, let's fucking do it. Do you let's, want to jump right? Do you want to take a break real quick? Yeah, let's <laughs> take
0: a fucking break. That was the most since I was. Th- I had to contemplate it. I was like. <laughs> I've been listening to listening to you talk for ten minutes. I'm like, I'm fucking done.
1: <laughs> you that was I that was a very sincere. Like you really thought about it for like a couple of seconds. You're like, yeah, I do want to. You do know that. what? Hey, Mick, buddy, I do want to take a break. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Play play a little Ice Spice for us to take us out on break. We'll talk about it while I look for it on Spice uh, on Spice <laughs> on, I, the, on the Spice channel. Spice channel. <laughs> you love pornography.
0: <laughs> no, I don't. All, I all hate you it. think about is pornography. I hate it so much. Yeah.
1: Um. Okay, so look, I I will give you a proper setup as to what we're going to talk about this episode. Okay. We're going to talk it, it, one. We've been skirting around it the uh-huh. th- this entire podcast. We have to address Panic at the Disco. Okay, so in this episode, we're going to talk about the formation of the band. We're going to highlight some songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to highlight uh, Fever You Can't Sweat Out, their first big break. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about kind of what happened to that band and what old Brandon Yuri has been doing, and maybe we'll point out some similarities some what some references to fallout boy as we go okay that sounds great on the back end we'll catch you on the back end of this wonderful song all right stay tuned
0: (laughs) and we're back
1: yeah, yeah. How was are. that break?
0: Did you enjoy that break with Ice Spice?
1: Yeah, we, had it. We, we we chit-chatted with her for a little bit. Yeah, she was great. She's jumping on Minecraft tonight, so we'll, we'll be able to... <laughs> are you still playing Minecraft? No, not recently. Oh, that sucks, dude. Playing Minish Cap, getting ready for... Uh, you know, it's not video games. let's talk about... Hold on, hold on. <laughs> let's get into video
0: game corner for a second. Because Tears of the Kingdom's coming out, like, in know, what, a couple... Like, a week? Yeah. Do you want to talk about that game? Not with you. <laughs> Why?
1: Because you and y'all, your fucking cool friends. I, I don't, don't have any
0: cool friends. <laughs>
1: All your, you 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 guys think you're so adult because you won't play a Zelda game. Because we're always playing porno games. <laughs> I'm excited for the new Zelda game. That's why I'm playing Minish Cap. I'm excited for it, and I'm not going to let you fucking dig my dick into the ground because I want to play a video <laughs> game.
0: Hey, Minish Cap, that's a that's a Capcom game, too, it is. right? That's crazy.
1: It's um that, and there's another Zelda uh, Capcom game, but I'm not going to sit here and think about it. No one cares. No one gives a fuck about that.
0: It's strange to me that, like, I mean, I guess it makes sense for the Game Boy era, but it's, like. That Nintendo would give that license to anybody. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I think they, they. What's that game? The, 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 the Zelda game that's like a beat, like a rhythm game. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, um. It's uh, Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah. Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah.
0: That's so strange that the Nintendo's like, yeah, you can hold the ball uh-huh. for fucking Zelda. That's well, crazy.
1: In fairness, they also is it, Link is in Soul Caliber.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Soul he was Chamber. In, Soul Chamber? He was in Soul <laughs> Caliber two for the uh, the the GameCube exclusive oh, yeah. version um also yeah patrick stump
1: is also in that game
0: oh yeah he, he's like uh he's like an odd job he throws his fedora around
1: <laughs> does it feel we, like we're we haven't talked about fallout boy a lot oh wait happy
0: birthday patrick stump while i was on vacation oh, Patrick yeah. Stump oh yeah that's birthday. what you were doing you were at his birthday party <laughs> yeah i didn't want to tell you
1: about it It was at a dave and buster's <laughs> we were
0: hanging out there's no no drinking allowed <laughs>
1: you have soda yeah soda. Ginger of course sodies you love sodies yeah, we're gonna. Uh, I mean, we we're, we're, we'll bring up. Look, if you love, if you love this podcast because you love Fallout Boy, don't worry. We're We'll talk about Fallout Boy. We'll talk about all four of the members: mm-hmm. Joe, Andy, Pete, and Patrick. Don't worry. We'll talk about them. Yeah, we still love Fallout Boy too. I on my personal Twitter, if you wanna follow me at, at Odd Egg, mm-hmm. I got uh, very drunk a couple of nights ago and started uh, tweeting some horrible things about Panic at the Disco and praising Fallout Boy. Yes, I saw that. I don't know what's happening to my I life.
0: I was like, oh yeah, okay, Mix tweeting about Fallout Boy, but he's not tweeting about Fallout Boy
1: from the Fallout Boy podcast uh, account. It's so, okay, that's fine. <laughs> well, we have a brand like the, the Dork Tree has a as a brand to uphold. I don't want to go on the Dork Tree and talk about how fucking cringy these Panic at the Disco lyrics are. I'll do it from my own account.
0: Yes, of course. That would that does alienate a certain portion of the audience. That that is the Venn diagram of uh, you know, Fallout Boy fans mm-hmm. and Panic fans.
1: I'll tell you. Quick side note. Yes, um, I, w- I had a beautiful steak dinner with my lovely wife. Oh, wonderful! At Herbs and Rye here in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Herbs and Rye's all right. All right. Oh, we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> but I kept. We were talking about Panic the Disco, and of course, she was a Panic the Disco fan. Um, yeah. earlier. So I was bothering her cause I kept going, oh, looks like my ma- my marriage is saved. Because oh, I couldn't God. remember the lyrics of that song. I mean, technically our marriage is saved. Yeah, technically. And I said, oh, looks like our marriage is saved. Um, <laughs> again, like I drank a lot. <laughs> and She
0: was like, we're in a restaurant. Please keep your voice down. You're <laughs> making I'm, a scene. And I want a divorce. <laughs> um, you're making are, a scene, not an arms race.
1: <laughs> herbs and Rye has a side dish. Okay. That is, um... Uh, sweet potato tater tots and you could uh bake marshmallows on top of them. Ooh, I love that. I was in hog head. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. Don't look at me like that. I, no, I if if anybody ever said like,
0: "Hey, I made this person a dish. It was uh tater tots and uh marshmallows." I'd be like, "Oh, are you making it for Mick?" <laughs> that makes sense. I want to go back. Herbs and rice. It's mid. Go it's fuck fine. yourself. All right, let's let's get into it. Yes, let's get into it. So, Panic! at the Disco. Mick, w- can you tell us a little
1: bit about your first experience with Panic! at the Disco? Yeah, I mean, we're living in Las Vegas. Yes. Uh, we still do. I heard that this band was um, getting, like, mainstream notoriety. What year was this? 2005. Oh, okay. They were, like... I think you were maybe a little bit ahead of the of the curve on this. But I was, like, um, they're on MTV2. Right. They're, like, this is, like, a, the Fallout Boys protégé band and like they're from that was probably
0: 06 then because, maybe yeah. yeah yeah
1: maybe maybe end of 2005 beginning of yeah. 2006 whatever either way it's like uh, they there were people were talking about them and it's like oh they're from Vegas and it's like well, that's interesting because I never fucking heard of right them, exactly. never played a fucking show whether or not they they apparently did play shows but not in like to no fucking really I don't think they did in my limited research uh-huh. limited I'm, uh, I have apparently they did play like at least two shows in town in town Brendan I don't think may or may not he have. he was been, probably not in the band at that point he, there's definitely one that he was part of okay. we'll get into in a second um, but they weren't like in the scene at all right. I, I they guess were, just to absolutely put it, were not y- you know like they were playing at churches yeah um, the chicken place yeah <laughs> Ooh, I, <that> would, <laughs> bro let's go to churches after this <laughs> what if what if you're like hey let's go eat at church's chicken and you're like yeah that sounds great but panic this sucks I'll I'll go, but I'm not as excited as I was a couple seconds ago. What the fuck's up, churches? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and then, uh, like I said a million times, around that time, I was kind of not into, like, scene of music anymore. So I never really gave them the, yeah. the, the the fair shake. I had people, I knew people who were listening to them, and I was like, ah, this is just not for me. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh, so yeah, so
0: at the time, it was, like, late 2005. I had just graduated from high school. Um, I was working at the Air Force Base, Nellis Air Force Base here in Las Vegas, mm. Nevada. Um, there thank, was... you, thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah I was, was back in groceries. <laughs> um, there was a girl there who worked with us Ooh. and she was like, no uh, she she was sort of like a, I, I, had, I was I was drawn to her uh, because goodness. she was like a scene person. so okay. I was like, oh, you're kind of like a scene person too. Yeah uh, So me and uh, Tone also worked there at the time <laughs> uh, Las Vegas scene fixture um, <laughs> um so we were like talking to this girl like she's she had just moved here from like somewhere else and she's like oh yeah las vegas like you guys don't really have any like vegas fans that are famous besides like panic at the disco mm-hmm. and we're like who the fuck is panic at the disco <laughs> right because like you said like they had they were not a they had not like paid their dues in, yeah. in town they didn't they were not touring and we'll get into this later so i i was like who the fuck is panic at the disco um, a few days later, I go over to the fifth Beatle, Louis's house. Mm-hmm. I was like, download some songs from this, this panic of the disco. I keep hearing about download it. Go on to go Gaza- to Gaza- and- his. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he downloads, he downloads like maybe I think like nails for breakfast tax for snacks. Um, obviously like I write sins on tragedies, the big ones. Okay. Uh, songs that were probably on the demo and, um, just like, a light bulb like a lightning bolt goes off my brain like really? this is this is
1: music <laughs> this is
0: good music you fucking <laughs> i know but um yeah so that's i was just like oh shit like this this is a Vegas. i had to double check like three or four times I was like, yeah. this is not a vegas band yeah because you like we were in the scene like we never heard of them like we knew of september star the higher yeah which is the higher mm-hmm. um what i mean curl up and die that's an older band but like we yeah. know of those bands
1: um, I'm trying to think of other bands that were around at that time. I think I'm, <laughs> uh, uh, was Brown Eyed Deception from here?
0: Yes, they were. Yeah. Yeah. But those were oh, like they? two du- they were like two dudes like with acoustic guitars. Like that's not really, a maybe band. they're from California. I know I just asked you
1: and I, then now that you gave me an answer, I'm telling you that you're wrong. I don't think Brown Eyed Deception is from hey, I know, California. I know we have lots of listeners who know the answer to this question. Fucking answer me. Write us in, uh, dorktreepod at (laughs) gmail.com. If you know
0: where Bron Eyed Deception is from, Mm,
1: disgusting name of a band. It's a very, (laughs) I mean, it was 2005.
0: (laughs) Um, But yeah, so like that was where I first heard of uh, Panic. And then I had not seen any kind of like, I did not see Vegas uh, stores like Target carry, um, you know, Fever You Can't Sweat Out until Mm -hmm. like later that, later the next year. Yeah. So yeah, that was my, that's my experience with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, great. Do you want to go into the actual origins and the beginnings of Panic at the Disco?
1: Yeah, uh, wh- why don't you take the lead on on that? Wh- okay, or or you know what? D- never mind. I'm gonna take the lead. Oh, on that. okay.
0: <laughs> hey, man, it's your football this this <laughs> this episode. <laughs> there I- is
1: something I want you to kind of I, something I want you to go into, but sure. I'll start with yeah. Just. Go ahead. Um, so basically, they started this band called Pet Salamander. That is the very I first... don't have that information. <laughs> I only I have a, a band called the Summer League. So yeah. So okay. th- the Pet Salamander turns into the Summer League. Okay. Um, I want to say it's like, uh, Ryan, it's Ryan and Spencer I think. are originally in pet salamander. Um, they're essentially just like a blink way to yeah. cover band. I don't think they ever played a show. Um, yeah, but I, it's difficult. I want to say I've heard of pet salamander. You think of pet sounds? Is that what yeah, you're thinking of? Yeah. No dickhead. <laughs> um, like in somewhere in the recesses of like my 14 year old memory, I want to say that I remember oh, really? seeing something about this band, but I might just be making it up. Okay. But I, when I was looking for it, I found a Tumblr post, um, from their now defunct website. Cause of course they, you know, they're probably, I assume all these guys came from rich families. I know Brendan did. Yeah. Um, but they actually had a, a, a website a, the pet salamander website and they had bios, uh, for all their bands. Sure. Um, and I want to read just the beginning of one of them to you. Mm. This is Brett Wilson, who will later uh, get kicked out of the band for being a shitty bass player and a drug addict. <laughs> Hi, my name is Brett Wilson. I'm here to tell you a little bit about me. Things I like to do when I'm when I'm free. Spencer's mom. Oh God. <laughs> and Trevor's dad. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna read you every bio, but it's a lot of that. It's a lot of my dick is bigger than blanks. We it's should have them lo- on the podcast. That's, kind of, <laughs> that's our whole wheelhouse. So yeah, uh, what we're basically Pet Sematary is just a bunch of like. Kids, they're just a bunch of kids. They're a lot like us. Making I'm, glad dick they're, and fart <laughs> jokes. I'm glad that they're, they're the, the humor of 14 year olds really <laughs> resonates with us. So, Smash Cut, we, we they turn into a band called the Summer League. Yeah, uh, what do you, what do you have to say about that band?
0: Uh, nothing really. I mean, it's just pretty much Ryan Ross, Spencer Sith. Uh, they started that summer league when they were in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they continued on until about junior, senior year. And then they bring on, I think it was two thousand four. They bring on uh, one Brendan Urie. Yes.
1: And then all the magic started.
0: Yeah, they, they knew they were like, oh, mm. we've got lightning in a bottle with yeah. this this fucking theater kid <laughs> who's in a band.
1: Yeah, of the original kind of Panic Boys, Brandon is the first one. Brendan is yes. Yeah. Oh, so okay. So now you want to start correcting us? Even though was you, I been both... calling him Brandon? Yes. Oh, not I'm real. so sorry. No, no.
0: I no. Like I'll give you like uh, I'll give you a little a little part the kimono here. I was writing notes today for this, and I was like, "I was like, oh shit, it's Brendan." <laughs> I was like, "Oh god," because I, I was writing it as Brandon, because I'm always saying things like "Let's go, Brandon," things oh like that. God. So uh,
1: he doesn't say that. Don't listen to him. <laughs> um, we say "fuck Joe Biden" like adults. Yes, of course, we're not children. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, y- you have been calling him Brandon since like, the, since no. like the fourth episode. Nobody's told yes. me. Lauren Brandon Ury. our friend Lauren brought it brought it up to us she said it in a, in a group chat she she I don't it, listen to that group chat it's <laughs> fine in quotations she replied Brandon Yuri. and oh, we God. all laughed at it because we were calling him Brandon and I thought you were doing it on purpose I intentionally <laughs> call him Brandon because I thought it's it's, think it's funny to call him Brandon <laughs> well I guess it makes sense that I just realized it today <laughs> so I'm sorry I apologize his name is Brendan but I'm gonna go back I'm gonna flip back and forth between calling him Brandon, and Brandon yeah as long as we acknowledge it I always put those, uh, the Brandon Yuri stickers on gas pumps where it it's I like, I did that. <laughs> You're a dickhead. <laughs> so, okay. We have a formation of the band. Let's talk about, like, let's talk about really the most important part of the mm-hmm. band. Brandon Yuri Right. What do we know about this kid? Uh,
0: I think he was originally started off, uh, he, he was brought onto the band, uh, cause it, it's the drummer's friend. What's the drummer's name? Uh, well, Spencer's the drummer. I thought Who's the Is it Greg Or what's the, Greg. What's, the what's the The one that's like a, I don't know I
1: don't so, say The bass player One of us is like Woefully like Not prepared for this Well I Hey we got into this Before the break But it is my understanding Uh huh You should probably look this up I'll talk about it While you look it up but Okay Brendan play, Brendan is the vocalist Yeah he was like Rhythm guitars On the initial Initially they brought him On to play guitar Yeah Um. Ryan Ross Right Plays guitar and writes all the lyrics up until... Uh, he leaves the band. Up until when he leaves the band. Yeah. Uh, Brett Wilson is the... I'm thinking of Brett. So Brett is who brought Brendan Yes. On. Yes. Yes. Um. And then Spencer plays drums. And that is like your original core. Although, there's a million people who were in this band at one point. We're not going to give them the fucking time of day. Unless you want to be on the podcast, then of course, I'll pay you you $10 to be on the podcast. We'll buy you lunch at Del Taco. Mm -hmm. So, uh, a little understanding of how Vegas works. Uh, There is a huge uh, Mormon fort here in Las Vegas. Yeah, downtown Las Vegas. Las Vegas uh, is also close to Utah. So, there's no surprise. There's just a lot of Mormon... uh, people here in Las Vegas.
0: Well, a little Las Vegas history. Um uh, so Vegas upon its found or I should say Nevada, upon its founding, they were uh there was a deal made with like people from Utah, like Mormons from Utah to say like, "Hey, if you help us like establish this city, like you can have whatever land you want. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's a, such a huge influx of like Mormons here because they yeah. essentially helped found Las Vegas.
1: And one of those important Mormon figures is Brandon Flowers. Boyd Yuri <laughs> oh. the Brandon, Brendan's father.
0: Boyd is his name. Yeah. Oh wow!
1: Um, from Sam Boyd Stadium. No, no. I looked. I tried to find up uh, 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 a lot about like their, because I think they're, I think they're religious. Uh, leaders in the community, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe it's their embellishing their really? Mormon legacy, but I couldn't find anything about them. Well, I think
0: maybe once your kid becomes a famous rock star, they kind of make you like, oh, you're high up
1: now. Yeah, then they you... probably started get, letting him lead his own church or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, enter enter Brendan Urie. Uh, he and his family move uh, to Las Vegas when he's two from St. George, Utah. Oh,
0: here's here's a, here's a picture of Brendan Urie's dad. <laughs>
1: That's it insane. Might be. That no, that's
0: that's his Instagram picture. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is.
1: He looks like Guy Fieri. That's crazy. <laughs> he uh, they have like five kids. Uh huh. it's well, um, Mormon, you know. Yeah. Um, and Brendan is going to Palo Verde with Brett Wilson. Oh, is that where they're from? Palo yes. Verde. Okay. But um, Ryan and Spencer, do you know what high school they went to? Were they at Las Vegas High? I'll give you. A, I'll give you a hint. From where I'm standing right now, I can throw a football to their to their. They high go Bishop Gorman. They went to Bishop Gorman. Oh wow! Not Bishop to, Gorman no longer here. Yes. So not to a little uh, again. This episode is gonna be chock full of Las Vegas history. I don't want to give too much information about where Eric's house is, but <laughs> it is incredibly close to the old location of Bishop Gorman. They got knocked out in 2005. Late, six? Yeah, late aughts. I think. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah. But, well,
0: also like because um bishop worm was like a football farm school yes so now they once they get all that money they, they moved to like summerland
1: <laughs> yes they yeah but now they're like a big a big fancy school yeah okay so that's what the now we have the band the magic is starting to happen you what's what's the what's the next link in this chain
0: livejournal.com livejournal.com so, yeah, i had a live journal did you have a live journal i did not have a live journal
1: i don't believe you i don't
0: No, honestly i don't think i did i i at the time i had a girlfriend who did have live journal. She was mm-hmm. very on it but uh I think I was very, at the time, like contrarian. I was like, I'm not having a fucking live journal. Okay. Um, but either way, uh, one Spencer Smith was uh, sort of a big deal on Live Journal. <laughs> he, uh, I guess, he had a lot of followers. Uh, he was sort of like a, a scene king, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see any of his Live Journal posts? I did not. Oh, it's very bad. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like one where it's like, I think the one that I saw was like, he said, just when I thought I was doing better, she finally decides that. I was the best thing that she could have ever gotten. Sorry, honey, too late. And then he posts like a <laughs> uh like a lyric from like brand new, like I'm heaven sent, you know, uh-huh. like we're the you know, that kind of weird shit. Like
1: stuff that we did in high school. Yeah. I mean look, if you think that's cringy, wait until you actually hear the panic of the disco lyrics. Right. I mean Pete Wentz is like, ooh, I love this. I wanna get I wanna talk about that later.
0: Okay. Uh well either way, so uh at the time Spencer Smith is pretty big on Live Journal. What he decides to do is he sends their demos Which I think were some of the songs that are on Fever You Can't Sweat Out. It's like Nails for Breakfast, Tax for Snacks, uh, Time to Dance, Camisado. Yes, those are their uh, the rough the rough uh, you know the rough demos that they made with just acoustic guitars Mm -hmm. and like Garage Band. Yes,
1: horrible sounding drums.
0: Yeah, Uh, and so he sends those to one Peter Mm once. Once he kind of gets wind that uh, Pete's like thinking of maybe oh maybe I'll start a label. Yeah, because Decay Dance is not even a thing yet. No, Spencer's just shooting a shot. They're, they're. I mean, Fallout Boy is like they're in the middle of recording. Yes. A dork tree or a cork tree. Sorry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they're yeah. What we're doing right now in the middle of recording Dork Tree. Yeah, Pete's in the back room watching my cats. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then it worked. Uh Pete, uh Pete decided. You know, Pete had he he was right. He he saw something. He heard something in this band. Um. He flew out to Vegas. I think he drove. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I think you drove out to Vegas. It's super. You know what? Uh, can we just stop the recording right yeah. now because I I misspoke about his means of transportation. Can we stop
0: the recording so you punch me in the jaw right now?
1: I. You know what? Um, I think it's important for me to just kind of. I'm I'm deeply ashamed and apologize for what I just said. Yeah, you should be. I I. It's my vow and my promise, uh, to the listener and our guest that I will never. Our guest. Let me finish. Okay. Mistakenly uh mistransport uh Pete once. Is that what you would say? Something you say. Yeah, so? I would say
0: mistransport.
1: <laughs> I yeah, I mistransport them. Um he drove to Las Vegas. Yeah. Um did you see the
0: aim messages? Cause so Pete reaches out to I think I believe Ryan. He doesn't reach out to Spencer. Okay. He reaches out to Ryan Ross uh via AOL Instant Messenger. Mm-hmm. Um he's just like hey man like I, I listened to your demos like they're really fucking good. Like I have been i li- I've been playing them nonstop uh, which makes sense. Like, like, it's sort of like, at this point, like, I think Pete is, he's seen sort of like a kindred spirit mm-hmm. in the lyricist uh, for Panic at the Disco. Yes. He's just like, hey, at, at the time, like, also, we, we didn't say, like, these kids, besides, I think, Ryan, they're all in high school still. Yes. They're like 16, they're 17, 18 years old.
1: It's very important to understand how young these guys were and had yeah. no real musical experience other than playing in Blink-22 cover bands. And not
0: even, like, Brand- I think Brendan is like 16. Yeah. Like, he's very young. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, Pete reaches out via aim, and he's just like, hey, like, we're going to come out to Vegas and watch you guys practice. Yes. So, I think he goes
1: out with, uh, does he go out with, uh, Travi? I think he goes out with Travi. I don't know about that. But you know what, if you say so, yeah, I believe it. Yeah. How'd they get there? Did, oh, Travis flew. Yeah, Travis flew. He's not like Travis Barker. He, he does fly. <laughs> Is that? Oh, man, that's... <laughs> Is that a... Uh, okay, never mind. We're just going to gloss over it No, though. let's not gloss over Doesn't Travis... Is that because Travis Barker almost died in that plane accident? And, and uh, He like,
0: almost died in two plane accidents. What? Do you believe that? No, I don't believe he it. He got into two different plane crashes. What? The one that killed DJ AM. Okay. A Las Vegas fixture as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a, a second one. Like, that's why Travis does not fly, period.
1: Oh, he, um... Oh, yeah. Travis Barker survived the day the music died. The, the wind Yeah, him and the Big Bopper. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> Oh, uh, the other one. What if, what if Travis? Buddy Bark- Holly. <laughs> what if Travis Barker was not only on the flight the the day the music died, but he was also in the Leonard Skinner. I was going to say Leonard Skinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, side note. Uh, do never look into the details <laughs> of that Leonard Skinner plane crash. Why is there something shady there? It's no, it is just incredibly morbid and oh. super depressing. <laughs> okay, I, I made the mistake one day of like watching a documentary about it. Uh huh. And basically, like Leonard Skinner is like a thirteen-person band, and they yeah. had like, um, like their roadies and everything. This is Leonard Skinner corner, by the way. Right. <laughs> um, and only like two people survived the plane crash, and they basically are just like haunted with the memories of like their. Anyway, their closest friends just being mutilated. Panic in the disco. What do uh, I don't want? To talk oh, about also, Travis Barker. He was
0: out. on um, that flight from uh, to New York. He was uh, oh, September 11th.
1: Jesus Christ!
0: All right. He was also in the Aquabats. <laughs> yes, he was. Mm-hmm. What was his? Do you remember his stage? His Aquabat name? Uh,
1: Baron Von Tito.
0: Baron Von Tito. I don't remember a lot of them, but I remember his. The most. Uh, the most. Celebrated uh
1: member of <laughs> of Aquabats, uh, Baron Von If you ever if you want to, he he was the one who wore kind of like a Zorro like type a, yeah. head, like metal helmet, like a yeah, kind was of like, like uh, I guess a conquistador kind, like of. like a knight. Yeah, that's what yeah, I was thinking, yeah, like um, um, yeah. Rest yeah, in peace. I got Patrick. white claw all over my mouth. <laughs> yeah, because you're getting all bricked up thinking about <laughs> Travis Barker. Also, Travis Barker. Did you watch any of the Coachella performances for Blink uh, One Eighty Two? Couldn't get through it. Oh, really? I, I, I can't watch, like, I, I don't, I'm not, uh, I support Blink-182 doing their thing. Right. But when they're out there, like, making jokes about edging and dicks and farts, and they're like, they... they you're like, you're stealing our, <laughs> you're stealing our material. It's, it, there's, there's, it doesn't feel sincere to me. That's my issue with new Blink-182. It feels like uh, they're, I can see that. like, because, um, you know, the... Uh, well, Travis Barker's with a Kardashian. Yeah. And like, exactly. Like, yeah, like, I get it. I um, get it. Travis Barker's like this big rock star and... Even in like 2004, 2005, when the self-titled record came out, they kind of like separated themselves from like the the butt humor a little bit. You remember yeah, they have like a song that,
0: with fucking Robert Smith on that album. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's like
1: "Where Are You" and shit like that. And it's like they yeah. it feels like they were trying to go to a more mature sound. But now that they're trying to cash back in on blink 2 nostalgia, right. they're running around with their dicks hanging out again. You know, so. and
0: nobody wants to see a 50 year old man with his dick out.
1: <laughs> One of the biggest lies you've ever told about yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, so do you wanna Okay, so do Where you, are we? What's going on? So panic of the Disco Panic of the Disco. Do mm-hmm. you know where the name Panic of the Disco comes from?
1: I do not. I'd love for you to tell me.
0: So the name Panic of the Disco was taken from a band called Name Taken. Do you what? know? do you know the band Name Taken? Yeah,
1: I know Name Taken. I, I didn't, didn't know that. There's a
0: song called Panic, where one of the lyrics is Panic at the Disco. What? Yeah, so it's from Name Taken. I had no idea. Most people would think obviously it's from like the Smiths or something. Because uh-huh. like, you know, Panic. Uh, but yeah, it's actually from Name Taken.
1: I had no idea. Well, wow, yeah. thank you so much for educating. You're me You're so that.
0: welcome, Mick. Anytime. Um uh, Do you uh did you do you know about Pure Volume?
1: Yeah, I remember Pure yeah, Volume. Yeah, Pure
0: Volume was sort of like where they had their uh their their demos like uploaded. It was sort of like for the young kids that listen to this show. Uh pure volume pure volume was essentially like the the SoundCloud of the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh yeah, so they had their stuff there, and that's where Pete kind of heard it and you know ran with it in the rest of his history.
1: Cool. Yeah um before we get into sure. um the actual a fever we can't sweat out we're gonna highlight that record we little can't little. sweat out yes yeah <laughs> we are sweating a lot yeah right well now. i mean
0: we're in the office studio we'll get
1: a quick weather update too also
0: oh it's beautiful
1: i want to talk about another two two more las vegas related things okay it's my understanding from what i could find there are two panic the disco shows at least two panic the disco shows happened before they went and record a Fever, you can't sweat out. Um, there's one that happens at uh Brendan Urie's, I can't, I don't know from the context of his interview, uh-huh. it's either a church that he went to or a church that his parents owned. A Mormon oh, church, okay. Um, it was a church prom, and so all of the band had to wear a suit and tie because that was the dress code for the night, <laughs> okay. And apparently, Brendan uh credits this as kind of uh getting the ball rolling on their kind of like formal their look, dress. right? Yeah, um, I went to a lot of Church shows, yeah. Um, when I was a kid, I cannot for the life of me figure out what church this was. Not like I would; I probably would have a difficult time remembering all the churches I went to. But how many of the church shows were at like Mormon churches? Though I don't know because I didn't. I didn't give a fuck. Right. I wasn't. I was. I was there to disrespect the church. Right. Of course. Know? Yes. So um, I'm sure I did. If you're a, uh, uh, um, if if we have any men or women of the cloth, I apologize, <laughs> Dalton. <laughs> okay, go on. Um, I did a lot of. I. I was definitely like. Uh, Intentionally, like pissing in places I shouldn't have been at church shows when I was a kid. You're a little dirty punk boy. I am. Yeah. Um. I remember we we saw like a Battle of the Bands at some church, and Mm -hmm. wasn't not only was it a Battle of the Bands, I think it was just a show. And uh, one of my favorite uh, local Las Vegas bands, she turned us into trees. Oh yeah. (laughs) Um. I will forever remember that as like one of the best shows I've ever been to. Really? It was nuts. It was just people like falling on each other. Mm -hmm. Uh. We'll play a little. Um. We'll, we'll put in the like show something think, I don't think sh- she turns into the trees is on Spotify we'll, I'll find the YouTube we'll put the YouTube video <laughs> okay um but yeah I, like I said, we were going to a lot I was going to a lot of church shows and I I, I yeah. if anyone knows what church they played at I would love to to know that reach out please yeah let us know Dorktreepod at gmail.com uh the other show they played is at a venue here called the alley. Um, was the alley at? I think it moved around a lot. Apparently it was like from like 2005 to like 2008, mm-hmm. but there were three different locations because the owners kept having to move it. Okay. I was able to go onto a website and find, um, a history of every show that had ever happened at the alley. Okay. Uh, and it's funny, funny enough. The only show I think I went to was the Aquabats in probably 2006, 2007 at the alley. At the alley. I remember. Where, so where were you? Where no was No oh, Okay. Okay. Sorry, man. I'm getting older. I can't yeah, remember yeah, all yeah, of that's this. fair. Especially if it, if the venue moved several times. Right, I be right, yeah. That. But it was like the Aquabats had a band called Slam Dunk. I remember the show, uh, but I couldn't tell you anything else about it. You just had a good time. Had a good time. Yeah, it's Aquabats. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I,
0: from what I had, I had the research that I was doing. They had not played a single show in Vegas mm-hmm. until like the Nintendo Fusion Tour when they kind of rolled back around mm. when they were already like signed. But I guess, like, you know, obviously, like, maybe most people who keep track of things don't keep track of local shows at churches. It's always, like, yeah, you know, a venue.
1: Look, although, I, I you know, Panic Disco was on... The K Dance, yes. which is a subsidiary of Fueled by Ramen, which is a subsidiary of Island, Island Records. Record. Yeah. So it may they want, they make you, you know, it wasn't like Pete Wentz was like their boss. Their boss was some dude. Some suit in LA. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so they probably like felt the pressure to be like, we are not like whatever you like, that does not reflect us. Like them mm-hmm. playing these little tiny shows. Right. Uh, in like a church in Las Vegas. Like that, they, they, once you are a professional musician, you probably don't consider that like a actual live performance. Right. You're just farting around.
0: Yeah. Uh I do remember at the time um it was maybe like right after a fever you can't sweat out like it started gaining traction there was a uh, an article in the Las Vegas Weekly that uh I th- I think they were on the cover for so I was like I got to read this cuz at the time I was like I was into panic
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and it, uh, the whole tone of the of the article is essentially like hey all these local Las Vegas bands think you guys fucking suck because you didn't play any shows in Vegas until uh-huh. you were on this fucking massive tour with Fallout Boy. Yeah. And they were just like, well, hey, you know, like, what do you want from us? Like, we, sorry that we were just that good that we didn't have to
1: grind it <laughs> out for like years. It's a rare instance in which I think both parties are right. They're right, exactly. It's like, does, it, weird, it is weird that you guys, like, just, you, it feels like you guys got extremely, extremely Super lucky. And yes. And all of a sudden, Pete Wentz is handing you a check for $10,000 to write a record. Yeah. It's also like, what do you want them to do? Like, would if you... Hey, Yeah, Dick Pete Ed, Wentz is like talking to you on AIM. Like, yeah. oh, of course. Yeah, duh. <laughs> you asshole in some little tiny Las Vegas punk band.
0: You're going to like... Who now currently works as like, you know, <laughs> the a <night> dealer, <laughs> like a dealership at Vegas. Yeah, the night shift
1: at 7-Eleven. That too. It's like, yeah, if Pete Wentz offered you just a blank uh, $10,000 check to record your stupid record, you would have done it too. Absolutely. So. Um...
0: Yeah, I think. Um, what else was there? There was just like, yeah, it's it's pre- just pretty much like their rebuttal to like everyone being mad that they're like, oh, they're not like authentic punk, you know? Because and at the same time too, it's like, I don't think Panic ever said that they were punk. Like it's always like they were a scene band and then kind of moved further from that. I, the more they go,
1: time went on. Exactly. I think that's a perfect segue to actually talking about the record, "A Fever You Can't Sweat Out." Eric, what genre of music is this? It
0: is. <laughs> It. I mean, if you asked me, I'd say it's uh, electro pop, like scene pop, like <laughs> that's really what it is, like scene pop. El- that's part of it. Um, but, but wait, but hold on. Before you get know into that, uh, do you know where they? So before they started recording Fever, they recorded a song for sort of like a Decay Dance like compilation album.
1: Mm, okay, I'm not sure I heard this.
0: Do you? Okay, so they had recorded this from a place called Love Juice Labs. <laughs> yeah
1: your bedroom yeah
0: um so pete tells them like hey before we sign you like we want to we want to put you on this compilation album and see what people think about it they go to la it's uh, not even la they go to like riverside riverside california a place called love juice labs i looked it up today i looked up the the google street view it's just a fucking house okay <laughs> uh but a lot of a lot of bands have recorded stuff here uh one of the band you might know, Horse the Band. Oh yeah, recorded there.
1: Oh, we love Horse the Band. We
0: love Horse the Band. Uh, Rufio mm-hmm. recorded their uh, perhaps I suppose album at Love Juice Labs, mm-hmm. and uh, as I lay dying. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, it's just a house like in Riverside. It's not anywhere special. Uh-huh. So, uh, but before that, they go on after they they get on this compilation album. They decide to like you know sign them, and then they get the money to record. I don't know where they record. I didn't look into it. But um,
1: yeah they recorded uh in maryland they flew my to maryland oh okay okay yeah so man that'd be a great show can you imagine horse like the band like no like oh as I, like i'm i it's hard I, so rufio is definitely the least popular of those three bands
0: that's my first show bro uh,
1: <laughs> I, I love rufio. i want to say as i lay dying is probably the most popular absolutely yeah well, let's imagine a scenario where horse the band opens and then you <laughs> you listen to rufio and then as you lay Dying. that's a fucking that'd be weird crazy. show dude <laughs> Whoa. I would love that. What a, like
0: the 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 shift in tones is yeah. so crazy. Uh, one of the other things before we go further is like I was watching a lot of the the local like early recordings. I do not miss those kind of shows dude. Like where the sound is just fucking dog shit. I I couldn't I
1: couldn't disagree more. I miss those shows I so much.
0: I hate those. Like I was just like man, I don't miss that shit at all. <laughs> I have no idea what anybody's saying. Like the guitars are way too fucking loud. Like it's just you
1: can't hear anything. Or the like uh, no one like the, the drummer is just playing as hard as he possibly Absolutely, can so the drums yes. just drown everything <laughs> yes. out. Dude, I will always miss that until the day I die. I, I miss that so much
0: until the day i die uh story until of the year the
1: day. okay <laughs> okay also sorry for trying to move on too quickly to a fever you can't sweat out i didn't know you also had like three other things you wanted no 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 you're out. totally good um okay let's get into it let's let's are you ready to, do you uh, have anything else i got a fever you can't sweat out pulled up on spotify Okay. or i'm ready when you are so a fever that you can't sweat out uh the genre of this record is all over the place. Yes. I, I think you're totally right in saying it's like electronic pop. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also like shades of like pop punk slash emo. Yeah, there's a little bit in the, I ha, you have it, it, there's a little bit of it. There's also like um, I, I said this before in a past episode uh, when I was talking about um, American Sweethearts, right. It's the same kind of like vaudeville. Vaudeville, yeah. Clowncore, cabaret themed. <laughs> yeah. Um absinthe absinthe if you're from Las Vegas. Yeah, oh, the you, show absinthe. You probably okay. only get this if you're from Las Vegas, <laughs> but it's like absinthe themed. Absinthe the musical. Yes. Um it's uh it's like show tunes it's like i don't don't even steampunk it's a steampunk band it's weird (laughs) it's all these things yeah um and uh yeah no wonder i was not into it because that is like to me the least cool shit in the world yeah like circus core i I don't even know not cool
0: i was watching the video to uh i write sins today and Mm. i was like wow if this came out today They would get roasted so fucking hard oh
1: my god dude! it's it's so cringy
0: it's the cringiest thing i've ever seen
1: um before we get really really into it let's talk about some reviews of this record sure uh pitchfork gave this a 1.5 no fucking way and i want to say uh before we but i'm gonna i'm gonna aspects of this record i'm gonna really go into (laughs) a 1.5 it is not a 1.5 no i i wouldn't even i like i would probably give this record like a like a a five this is a six at worst I disagree. I think it's a five at best. Okay, and a lot of it is based off the creativity and how impressive it is that these kids wrote this 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 music. Yeah, it, it, that's the one of my big takeaways. I can't believe these fucking 17, 18, or nineteen year olds yeah. made this record because, regardless of how um, of a mess it can be at times, mm-hmm. it's the lyrics very, are solid. It's very the lyrics are not solid. The lyrics are insane. No, The lyrics are great. <laughs> um, it is a, it is a feat. I, I there's no way I could have put together anything like this when I was. Oh, search. absolutely not. Dude, no it's, fucking it, way. And and so for the um thirty-something year old assholes at Pitchfork in two thousand five who got this record written by seventeen year olds and like this is a one point five. Fuck you. Yeah, That's, you're 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 you are too far up your own ass if you really believe that. Well yeah, it's pitchfork. I yeah. don't
0: normally agree with pitchfork, but I mean like this is outlandishly like it's obviously like, the, like that their review is like a hit piece mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's no way other way about it
1: pitchfork did a lot of damage to their uh reputation like I feel like in the late or in the early 2010s but I think mm-hmm. they've redeemed themselves a little bit yeah uh but this is not their finest moment um but yeah again it's it's crazy that this this is the I don't want to say this record is more mature than it's sounds because it's not it's a very immature sounding record it's 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 a it's an album written
0: by teenagers Mm -hmm. who want to be in their mid-20s yes you know it's people who watch who read Chuck Palahniuk books Uh it's people who watch closer (laughs) Mm -hmm. um you know like those kind of artsy films that were kind of coming out at the time and like you know like it hold on like okay like just for off the top of my head like lyrics where it's like you know um Pills to offset the shakes, to offset the pills that you know you should take. Like, yes, that's like that's a like a well constructed lyric if it's written by somebody who's seventeen, like eighteen, like definitely
1: a hundred percent. Yeah, I I want to be very clear. I don't think the lyrics are not are I don't think they're poorly constructed. They're just a little cringy. Yes, um, but they're clever and yeah. and the and the melodies are all good. I, I listen to anyone else making music at this age, and this shit blows it out of the water. Absolutely, unless you're like Lord who wrote all that shit. When well, was yeah, because like Lord's seven, like a genius. Like, yeah, like sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's get into some songs. Yeah, man. Um, what do you want to put on? Let's I want The first song I want to kind of really highlight is, uh, well, uh, no, uh, London Beckoning Songs About Money Written by Machines. Okay. Oh, fucking Christ, man. Again, well, these, we're back th- into this it. Is with... what,
0: this is why Pete Wentz is like, ooh, this yeah. band. You've got songs <laughs> like The Only Difference Between Martyrdom and Suicide is Press Coverage. Yeah, a you know?
1: fucking tome for a goddamn song. Yeah. Know.
0: All right. So then we'll start playing this. It's London Beckoned Songs About Money Written by
1: Machines. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ Speaking about money Written by machines AI AI, <laughs> Hey Make it. drop it Alright <laughs> It's taking over It's a good song though. It's great It's really not a bad song um, that's, That part is really catchy I'm um,
0: And I'm black in my lungs
1: uh, they're, they're to something, but, uh, the, 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 the vocal pattern, the way he kind of like, does this kind of like da 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 it's very interesting, but this to me um, is a Fallout Boy song. Well, absolutely. Well, it's it's, it's sophomore slumper comeback of the yes. year. Absolutely. Here, but here's the interesting thing about that is this is like the music that they were writing for. Fallout Boy was writing for like technically like their third record about like the the realities of being a little famous. Mm-hmm. This is like the third song of. So, well, no, I, I'll
0: disagree with you because I feel like this song is like. It's like sophomore slumber comeback of the year, which is being written parallel to this album. Yes, you know they. they this came out in two thousand five. Uh Quirk Tree came out in two thousand seven. Uh-huh. This is a kind of like ahead of it, because I feel like they're sort of like what they're already kind of dreaming of, like what they want to be like. Yeah, Quirk Tree came out in two thousand five. Oh, I'm
1: so sorry. I'm thinking of Infinity on High. Yes, sorry. Um, so yeah, written in parallel with this album. Yes, but it is like so. Wh- well, we're just a wet dream for the web zine, Make us it. Make it. Make us hip. Make us scene. I just think it's a little bit of like that. It's Fall Out Boy, as listeners of the show will know. Fall Boy is very self-aware of their status in the scene and their popularity. Yes, and they write songs about themselves. Poster boys for the scene. Yes, yeah. Um, and this is just Panic At Disco doing it in the fourth, the fourth uh, track on their debut record. I just yeah, thought that was kind of crazy. I do want to. Uh, let's get into this now. Um, I don't have a lot of solid evidence to support this, but I believe this in my heart. Okay. This record comes out in 2005, 2006. 2005, yeah. P is incredibly influenced by this. And there's oh, yes. there is a repu- there is a reputation that Panic Disco is a rip-off of Fallout Boy, and that might be true to some extent. I think right. I think they they grabbed a lot of sources uh they, they grabbed a lot of influence from Fallout Boy for this first record. Yeah. But after this,
0: uh it's the other way around. They are
1: uh, Fallout Boy is 100% taking from this record. And the the yes. kind of the cadence, the kind of instrumentations, like it's the lyrical content as yes. well. Absolutely. So uh, 27-year-old Pete Wentz was being influenced by 18-year-old <laughs> Ryan Ross and Brendan Urie.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, like, yeah, it's, like, it's it's very clear that, like, you know, I think that they, obviously, Fall Out Boy starts off as, like, a pop-punk band, and then the Panic of the Disco Boys are clearly influenced by that, but they kind of, like, they're going in a different direction where they're like, hey, we also, like, bands like New Order mm-hmm. and shit like that, where I think there's sort of, like, a darker edge to it, like, a more of a goth edge to yeah. it and yeah like the, the sort of like the edgy lyrics of like you know poetic like that kind of resonates with pete and he kind of just starts running with that
1: yeah that's so cool that is so cool <laughs> um let's listen to to nails for breakfast tax for snacks we brought it up a couple times aria in the episode yeah. let's let's fucking listen to it
0: yeah nails for breakfast tax for snacks by the band panic of the disco beautiful fade in thank you so much Offset the shakes mm-hmm. None of these kids Have done pills They're, they're like 17 <laughs> years old At this point
1: Uh yeah I'm, I wanna, I'm gonna bring that up a bit Later Um have you ever had a boss That's like older than you Uh yeah Yeah obviously how do you Were you like Were you try to like Check them and be And be like Or no not a boss wait, that's, wait. Oh, Sorry I misspoke <laughs> Not a boss That's older A boss that's younger than you Oh,
0: um I mean, yeah, now. Like you know, I'm, I'm six. I is I, your boss right now younger than I you? think my boss is like two years younger than me, but he's like oh, okay. dumb as shit. So it's you, fine. you like
1: you give him shit, you try to like be like big like big dick him sometimes?
0: Oh I am a remote worker, so I don't really talk to him very often.
1: Yeah. You work in you work in AI, so you don't even yeah, like interact exactly. with any other human. My group. boss
0: is Chad GPT. <laughs> uh, Riz GPT. Have Ooh. you seen have you seen that? Is it is it how to pick up chicks <laughs> on like Tinder or something? Yeah, it's of a course. it's an AI for your, <laughs> Riz, your Yeah.
1: Riz Lord. <laughs> Um, I just I I, I to listen to that song. It gives me like head Head Automatica vibes. Okay, yeah. Which is a compliment. I like Head Automatica Head, head automatica is a great band. Um, so look, I uh, we're we're listening to this record, and we're at a point where a couple songs in, where I'm kind of I'm into this. Like it's not it's not so bad. I'm not, I'm not. Am I into it? No, but I don't mind some of the it's not bad. the liberties that they're taking. Yeah. For. Um, time to dance.
0: You want to play that? Yeah. Okay, we'll play "Time to Dance" by the band Panic at the Disco. I'll just pick somewhere in the middle. Where is your oh, Ever since I first heard this song, I was like, are they sampling a Mega Man? It sounds
1: like fucking <laughs> Mega Man. Like, doo, 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 I don't, doo, I don't doo, doo, hear that, but I'll listen to it. Hold on. yeah, got does sound like Mega I Man. Mega Man, Man right? right? Mm-hmm. I was like, is that like Mega Man 7 or something? Yeah. Do you think the microphone picked up my phone vibrating from me getting uh, Twitter notifications? Absolutely. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, do you like, so time to dance was on the demo. Do you like the song time to dance? I don't, I'm not sure I like it, but I don't mind it. Like there's uh, again, like I think this record is kind of, uh, um, it's kind of two, two different themes. Okay. So the first kind of half of this record is kind of like, like you said earlier, this kind of electric pop kind of pop punky music, not really my jam, but I appreciate it. And I, I don't mind like there, I don't mind the sounds. Right. But Once once we get into, like, the second half, that's where the record really starts to lose its mind, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. So, okay, a little side tangent. When I – around the time that this album was out, I was fully into scene mode, Mm -hmm. and I was working at uh, one uh, Target uh, on Nellison Sahara.
1: Yes, the famous Target and – Eastside Target. I was just
0: there to pick up this bass, actually. (laughs) Um, So, I was working in the electronic section, because I'm a gamer. I remember I was like, "Oh man, like the Panic of the Disco album's here." I I I was a scene defender. I was like, "Fucking normies can't have this shit." I was hiding the the (laughs) Panic of the Disco uh, CDs like behind like weird shit that I, I knew nobody was gonna pick up
1: behind Leonard Skinner.
0: Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, man.
1: Did I you was, really do that? I
0: did that. It's, you're, a, you're a dork. Man. I'm sorry, dude. Every
1: but week you tell me something about your personal life and I get more and more embarrassed to have to do this podcast. Well, video. sorry, man. You've known me for
0: 20 years already. <laughs> I know. So you can't, there's no going back, motherfucker. Um, that's cool. No, it's not. Um, We should
1: go do an episode from that target. I'm down. We've got this fucking the Zoom pod track P four. We could go ahead and do it. I got kicked out of that that target. I don't oh, think I've ever By told me. You, this. <laughs> was like, you can't be here. It was probably you were probably working there. You might have been working there the day of because I think What did the guy look like who kicked you out? I don't remember. Oh, okay. But I got kicked out for stealing Pokemon cards and a belt. <laughs> I needed a new belt. That's very on brand <laughs> for you. <laughs> I anyone who knows me knows I fly through belts. Yes. I need a belt like every four days. I'm having to get a new belt.
0: <laughs> um so okay, so you talking about uh Peter Wentz being influenced by Panic of the Disco uh-huh. um, do you know this So I'm going to play a song from this album called Lying is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off
1: wonderful I have a lot of notes about this okay, song. cool. this is where this is where the record like really starts to fall apart for me
0: okay well I'm going to play it right now so we're going to get into this this is a great song Let's get these teen hearts beating faster,
1: faster. A great song,
0: yeah, it's a great song. Or a song. This is a great song. (laughs)
1: Um,
0: Okay, so do you know where the title from this song is from?
1: I can. I. Uh, uh, Natalie Portman says it, but I don't know what movie.
0: It is from a movie called Closer. Okay. Which uh is also from the song uh with the lyric from uh, He Tastes Like You Only Sweeter.
1: Oh yeah, I was gonna say like you like we talked about this. So
0: Peter Wentz already is very into Closer as Mm -hmm. well. But, I mean, before, you know, Infinity on High is where that, that song is from. Mm-hmm. Like, this came out two years prior. So, yes. like, it's Peter once again clearly being influenced maybe by, you know, the same kind of media or just directly from Panic at the Disco.
1: Yeah, I think I think maybe that's why they kind of bonded at first. Yeah, t- I think they like the idea of like incorporating spirits. movie the movie titles. Yes, I don't think it happens happens a lot going forward, but they definitely you know here's an example of it in their very first record. Right. Oh, will you played just that that song from the just the very beginning. Yeah. Lying? I think it's important to just kind of take in kind of the the tone of like this yeah. song, not the chorus. But yeah, I'll play it right now if you can figure out how to fucking do it. Okay. Well, fuck you. Figure out how to drag your. It's a sexy song. Yeah, this is this is where Brandon Yuri's not fucked anybody at this point. That's he's that's, 16 years old. That's what time. I want to talk about. Oh, okay. So this is the suspension disbelief really breaks at this moment. Right. I I can't I can't imagine like I mean these they're very close to our age.
0: Yeah, Brandon is my age. Yeah, Brendan, Brendan is my age. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> I just, you know, like, if you watch the video for this, like, they're trying to be kind of, like, heartthrob, but not, like, teen heartthrob. They're trying to be, like, sexy. Yes. Sexy dudes. And they're just fucking. Which is why this resonated with me so hard. I wanted to be a sexy dude. <laughs> and me, a person who lives in reality, um, looked at these Mormon fucking dorks uh-huh. who have never, uh, I like, maybe, maybe are now just starting to, like, drink on tour. Right. And do drugs. Yeah. But are still massive corn balls. Yeah. Um, it re- it's really hard for me to take them seriously. Well, you Is that unfair? Maybe, no, no, no.
0: It's, I don't think it's unfair at all. I think you and I have talked about this off mic and on mic mm-hmm. about the lyric where it's like, uh, now I'm, I'm consenting age to be forgetting you in a cabaret. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's my mess. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. We're a burles- da- we're Somewhere downtown where a burlesque queen might even know my name. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even ask my name. Yes. Like. As adults, we're just like, yeah, you're at a strip club or like, you know, like, <laughs> or like you and I, you and I were sort of part of the alt scene. Like we've, we've been to places where like a burlesque dancer is performing. Yes. You know? And it's like, that's not fucking, she's just a chick with a job. Like, it's fine. Like, this is her hobby. It's yeah. not like this sexy thing, you uh-huh.
1: know? So yeah, it's, it's very much like an 18 year old's fantasy of about, about what being an adult is like. Yeah. And I'm not naive about this. I understand. I listen to a lot of music and take in a lot of media that's not doesn't represent um, my life. Mm-hmm. Nothing like whatever happened to Memento. That didn't happen to me. <laughs> I can't relate to Memento at all. But I still consume it because it's like eh, it doesn't. It, my suspension of disbelief isn't broken. Right. These fucking dorks, man. I cannot look at them and listen to the, these, these lyrics <laughs> and, be, and take them seriously. Right. Even if I like begrudgingly admit that like uh, this is the. This is, a, like, the, the the composition of the song is not horrible. Uh-huh. It's like, I can't. It, it, you're wearing your fucking clown makeup and your stupid top yeah, hat. Yeah, I know. I can't listen to this.
0: <laughs> I can't let my friends
1: know I like this. Even when I was, like, 18, I was like, I can't do this. Oh, I was like, oh, I'm totally doing this. This shit rocks. <laughs> um, let's listen to it. Let's, um... Okay, well okay. The next song I wanna I wanna play is It's Better If You Do. So that's also a line that's that's the second part of that lyric. Exactly. Okay. But there's something in between we we don't have to play it. There's an intermission between these two songs. Okay. And it breaks up the thematics of this record. And so before this song, it is like this kind of electronic pop punk-ish record. Yeah. Going forward, the rest of this record is like heavily influenced by this cloud core accordion. Um, music. I don't even. It's like it's like a. It's it, this whole the second half of this record uh-huh. sounds like someone in clown paint, like kind of prancing around right, playing right, one right. of those handheld accordions. <laughs> yeah, like the little monkeys
0: have. Yeah. So there's there's a when I was watching uh, the the video for I Write Sins. There, in the background of, like, you know, uh, Brendan's gang, uh-huh. there's a guy just going off on the accordion. I was like, uh, <laughs> sir, there's only one man who can go off on an accordion like that. And that's one weird Al Yankovic.
1: I also, I didn't write that down, but I noticed that same
0: thing. <laughs> I one. was like, There's the not even an accordion. In going the-. on, there isn't. You're right. Um, All yeah. right. So you want to play It's Better If You Do? It's Better If You Do. Okay. It's better if you play it. Okay, great. Because I'm the one with the computer. <laughs> All right. So this is It's Better If You Do. Dance. Mm. It's very like show
1: tunes. Yes, that, that I well, I'm, I'm afraid, afraid that I <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, uh, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't take it seriously. I'll try. No, to, like, absolutely and, not. Like you, but at the time, like you, there was nothing that, at, at
0: at the time. There wasn't anything like this, so mm-hmm. you know, it's sort of like it's it was so
1: novel, you know, it needs to be said, and I'm glad you did it. This, like, nothing like this was not representative of like scene music, no, nothing absolutely sounded not. like this. Scene music was just a derivative
0: of like punk rock, and yeah. so, like, all the dudes that were just like you know, that were seen, they were like.
1: Yeah, we're we're wearing Bane hoodies and shit yeah. like that, you know, and that's why um yeah I've I've complained about this several times. Like emo, in my mind, and it's especially during this time, is always supposed to be kind of like a branch off of like the punk tree. Right. And so when m- mainstream media outlets you know, big media is referring to Disco as an emo band. And I'm like, there's Absolutely virtually not. no punk influence. And there's almost like no emo influence. Especially with the
0: later albums. Yes. Yeah. It's
1: like, ah, we're, now we're really getting to a place where everything the, is just being called emo. It's just, a,
0: it's like a, oh, they're, they're wearing tight pants. It's an emo band. Exactly. You know, we don't know what else to call it. Right, exactly. We don't
1: know what to do with like modern rock music. So if it's slightly emotional rock based music, it's emo. Right. It's like the killers. Everyone, like the The killers, the killers have
0: getting... never been an emo band. Ever?
1: How dare you even suggest
0: that? Vegas's favorite sons, the real, the Truly. real Vegas's favorite sons.
1: If, yeah, if you're not from Las Vegas, I want to make it very clear: the Killers are a thousand times better than Panic the Disco. The Killers might be the the best band to come out of Las Vegas. Uh, Do you agree with that? Are you sure they're better than short-lived ska band Attaboy Boy Skip? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard Adam Boy Skip. <laughs> uh, what wait,
0: about- wait, what's, uh, what's uh what's another ska band? Oh, uh, was it? Uh, anti Junior Anti Sex League was that a? They a, a, were they... a ska band. They, were, they ska... were a punk band from oh, there. Oh okay.
1: Uh, I mean Vegas bands. Uh, there's the most famous like hardcore or punk band that come out of Las Vegas was Curl Up and Die, of course. But then uh, bands like Folsom and Faded Gray. is Folsom from Vegas? Yeah. Oh, I did not know, know that. Is that <laughs> true? Holy shit, <laughs> poser Eric. I'm sorry, bro. Um, uh, those those are like a couple hardcore bands that got a little bit of notoriety. Um. So, like uh, yeah, Scott bands will be Attaboy Skip or Goldfish Don't Bounce. Uh Be like Max mm-hmm. are like bands that got a little bit of tread. But yeah, then it's 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 the killers, it's Imagine uh, Dragons. Imagine dragons. Gross. You, you like dragons, don't you? I love I love dragons. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave that up. I'll leave that teed up for you. Okay, thank um, you. Um uh, Panic of the Disco, never heard of them. Uh uh the Crystal Method. The Crystal Method's not from Vegas. Crystal Method is from Vegas. That's not. Hold on, I'm putting this on. I'm looking this up right now. You're listening to that's cra- no. You're listening to me telling Eric, Eric arguing with me about something, and then him being wrong about it. It should just be the new title of of this podcast. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, I mean, at the at, when I was early teens, before I
0: made the jump to uh, like scene music, I was mm-hmm. like into like Paul Oakenfold and yeah. like
1: techno and stuff. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you look it up, they will. That's crazy. People will say that they're right. Isley is from Vegas. Okay, Ron Isley. Yeah, you no, know, the band Isley. Oh, okay. Um, but I don't think. I think by the time they were big, they, they were already like, moved on. Yeah, they yeah. Had moved to somewhere else. But anyway, that's uh, Las Vegas corner. Like, like we promised, we lost. We promised a lot of Las Vegas perspective. In we this, love Las Vegas. All right, so let's um let's get into the big one here. I write sins. I write sins, not trash. All right, let's fucking get into it. Um. What are your thoughts On this song Do you like this song I love this song Do you really It's sort of a joke now <laughs> So you don't really like it You like it in well, the sense I liked
0: it at the time I was like damn This, this shit is good
1: You like it Is it the way you, We like Twilight Now Yes Okay Where it's like you, It's it's insane and you love the unhinged. Yeah, this aspect. music is unhinged. Mm-hmm. It's
0: like it's it's crazy. But at the time, like when you're in the scene and you're like you're always searching for something new to, to mm-hmm. have to have it like have one up on the next guy, you're like, Oh yeah, I love Panic at the Disco. It's like who? <laughs> yeah, fuck you.
1: Yeah. So um, again,
0: you're a poser. Yeah, of course, man. You know that. Um so yeah, like it's just it's it the music is not great. This album sounds like shit. It's not mixed really well. <laughs> um but you know at the time like you didn't have anything else like you're sort of like you know just
1: picking up what you can okay. you know with
0: CDs and shit
1: CDs uh, good for you thank you um this song is obviously very catchy um but again it's a song about uh getting married and finding out that your wife cheated on you at the altar <laughs> with a, a waiter yeah but then it's like i don't know i listen to this song i probably listened to this song and watched the video 10 times in the last couple of days i'm so sorry my my assumption is that she's not cheating on him in the song she's not cheating on him with the waiter the waiter and a bridesmaid are talking about her being a cheater as the groom walks by and is and he lashes out and is like hey quit talking about like like leave that. Word. Haven't you ever heard of closing the goddamn door? Exactly. He's like, why, why are we talking about this here? Right. And then the next, the next, uh, like verse is a, oh, at least my marriage is saved. Or wait, hold on. I'll read the actual. Yeah, please do. Um, well, you're just thinking of something you said to your wife the other day. <laughs> well, look at it this way. I mean, technically, our marriage is saved. Um, this calls for a toast. So pour the champagne. Um. So I guess he's like it's a song about uh, uh like maintaining your status as like a married person, and mm-hmm. wanting to appear as if you live a normal life, although you're knowing that you're, uh, sacrificing the your happiness because your wife is a cheater. I don't, it, very deep
0: for somebody who's seventeen. Is probably only had one girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I know. Maybe
1: Never had any girlfriend. True. Where do they find the inspiration for this? It? It's insane.
0: They probably it's from honestly probably from a
1: fucking Chuck Palahniuk book. There's like, <laughs> that's a very good point. That yeah. is where they're getting this. Um. But you want to talk about the, the video real quick? Yeah, I, it's a bad video. It's so
0: I mean it's obviously oh, the, oh is it at this point the video is iconic. You know, it's like it's been in the 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 sort of the headspace of the 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 nation really for so long that it's no longer cringy, even though it's extremely cringy. I'm gonna I'm
1: gonna teleport you to a different time and different place right Please now. Please take me back. We are like buy Bitcoin for nothing. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, it's 2006. Okay, you're in Radio City Music Hall. And Jay Z has just walked up to announce the nominees for Video of the Year. Hope. Shakira fearing featuring, Wy- featuring Wycleft John, Hips Don't Lie. Great uh, song. Red, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Danny California. Is that the video where it's uh it's Grand Theft Auto? No. Oh, okay. That's Californication. Oh, okay. (laughs) Denny California is, quick sidebar, the video for Denny California is basically they just dress up like different famous rock stars and pretend to be them. Oh, that's fucking stupid. It's a horrible video, and it got nominated for Video of the Year. I think I know the video you're talking about. Okay. Uh, Madonna hung up. Do you know what Madonna song this is? More
0: like Madonna washed up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> play this Madonna song because I had I couldn't believe that Madonna was still getting nominated for Video of the Year, like it was having hits. You'll recognize it immediately. Okay, you'll be like, oh, of course I know this song. It's called Hung Up. Yes. All right, Madonna, um, Hung Up. You'll recognize it because it's an ABBA song. Oh. <laughs> oh no, this song yeah. kicks ass. Uh, okay, this song does not kick ass. You fucking no, do this that. song
0: is great. This song sucks. There, uh, Madonna has a song with one uh, Justin Timberlake mm. called "Like Something Seconds to Save the World." This album is not.
1: <laughs> be very careful because you're about to embarrass yourself.
0: Badly. All right, just, this this album maybe should have been album of the year.
1: <laughs> you're insane. Uh, and the also the Christina Aguilera "Ain't No Other Man," "Ain't
0: No Other Man." This
1: song sucks. Christina Aguilera has like a weird. She at the time
0: she was like, "I'm gonna be nothing but like." Cabaret. Yeah. It's yeah, very yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Well, you know, she might have was pulling influence from Pangan. <laughs> right. And your winner. Uh, I write Sins Not Tragedies by Panic of the Disco, And it's, I will say, testament to the Panic Boys, all of these videos have insane budgets. Do Uh, they really? They look like shit. Well, okay, so the, Chili Pepper's video does not have a big budget. It's actually pretty shitty. Okay. Um, The Madonna video is at least like professionally shot. It looks like it's it looks like Guy Ritchie fucking, I'm sure Guy Ritchie did shoot it. Yeah. And the Christina Aguilera and Shakira videos like look like professional MTV videos. Right. Whereas the Panic video looks like it's uh, filmed in a shack. In a barn. Yeah. Which it is. Right. um, so let's go over the plot of this video. Okay. You
0: want to, yeah. Oh, okay. So before, are we going to cover any other songs from this album before we go further?
1: Yeah. I think, I think I have another song I want to go into. I'm just going track by track. Okay. Yeah. So go ahead and write, go into the, the, the video then. So we're in a, a barn huh. and a wedding. Yeah. Um, I believe it's Ryan Ross is marrying a, a woman. So oh, yeah. Um, and as we're about to say, I do, uh, Brennan Yuri storms in with a, uh, bunch he's, of clowns he's, i guess yeah, like his band
0: of his posse of
1: clowns yes he's dressed as like a, a circus ringleader yes he's got a big dumb top hat and red coat uh, yes um and basically they're just like acting like again like we said they're acting like jackasses they're playing the accordion aggressively like <laughs> they're so aggressively i think members of like the procession like start turning into clowns also well all so everybody that's on there's nobody on the bride side of the, uh-huh. the wedding on the
0: groom side It's all people who have, like, eyeballs painted over their actual eyeball, on their eyelids. Yes.
1: Like, they're asleep, Uh you know? And they just come in, they just ruin this fucking wedding. Yes. And so, rightfully so, the bride, regardless of what she may have done in the past, storms out of her wedding because her husband is allowing a bunch of clowns (laughs) to interrupt what's going on. And the um,
0: the the bride who's wearing less mascara than the groom at this point.
1: <laughs> There's also it's it's. Uh, Brendan is like really hamming it up. There's a ton of like just shots of him with like his top hat oh, like, yeah, covering his eyes. He's peeking out of it, and he's like really just like you, the listener can't see, but he's doing like this kind of like
0: very thematic.
1: Yeah, very yes, very performative. Describe describe what I'm doing. Uh,
0: you're doing like oh I'm shh like a little hush noise, and then he's doing like the little. <laughs>
1: Um, and the video culminates with her storming out and, um, you know, who probably loves this
0: video, who, uh, the person who should have been the third member of this podcast, uh, Derek. Oh yeah. Derek. He would probably <laughs> love this guy just going he, off.
1: He will say now that he doesn't like it just to be like, to like be contrarian, but I bet he loves but it.
0: But if, if, if Brendan Yuri showed up to
1: his wedding doing this, he would just eyes lit up. <laughs> He'd suck his damn dick. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the video culminates, um, the bride storms out. And Brendan to the groom, Ryan Ross is like, "Come here, let me show you what's really going on." And just literally, she had just outside left her, two steps outside of the she's door. Steps, she's just making out with some dude, and she's got like clown makeup all over her face. <laughs> and all the clowns have kind of like left the barn, and they're like have like sad clown faces and tears of a clown. Then there's a transition, and now Ryan Ross. Yes, yeah, he puts the he puts the
0: the top hat yeah. down, and when the
1: camera comes back up. Ryan Ross is now the the conductor. It's really beautiful cinematography because, like, you know, some of the, as as a filmmaker, one of the best things you can do is tell us history about a character without telling it to us. Right. So, I love it when they when they tell. They don't show me. I I don't want them to just show me. I want you to just tell me. So we know that Brendan. This probably happened to him. Like yes. the reason he is the ringleader is because he has been through this before, where he's been scorned by a whore. As the song <laughs> oh, was. Yes. To, um well so now
0: so now like he's like i'm gonna go find somebody else's wedding to ruin (laughs) (laughs) and bring these this
1: gaggle of fucking dorks with me i gotta go find a marriott where someone's having their (laughs) wedding and just have my weird clown friend on stilts uh uh, lurch into the door and the girls who have the hula hoops with flames on them (laughs) um yeah lots of calling people whores in 2005 Uh, Haley williams (laughs) we're looking at you Hey, you leave her out of this. I will not. She's She must pay for her sins. Haley can do no wrong. Yeah, she can do some wrongs. That's No, that's not true. I'm not going to co-sign that. So that's I Write Sins, Not Tragedies. Iconic song. One of the most famous songs of the scene. Uh, I don't know what the scene is anymore because we're, we were too old to even know what was What's going. the scene
0: now? We should go find some scene kids
1: now. <laughs> it's like, what are you guys listening to? It'll probably happen. There'll probably be like a. I'm, I'm, it maybe already already is happening, but like true like scene core, yeah. Like like millionaires, leopard print. Hair. Don't say
0: millionaires, dude. That fucking band.
1: You loved millionaires. I did not
0: fucking love millionaires. Shut
1: the fuck up. You, you know who loves millionaires? Who? Gabby. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think uh, just MySpace bands. Yeah. I have two more songs I want to talk about real quick. Can we play? There's a good reason these tables are the first there's a good reason these tables are something numbered honey yes
0: uh hold on before we go into that because i know we're going in sort of order have you listened to the song i constantly thank god for esteban
1: i have i didn't have a lot to say do you think that's
0: about esteban the guitar seller or do you think it's about stephen patrick morrissey from the band the smiths
1: (laughs) is esteban his real name well
0: steven is uh span Esteban is esteban is spanish for steven so uh because uh Morrissey was such an L.A. figure for so long, he'd gone on a, quote-unquote, exile from England, because it's fucking Morrissey. He was kicked out of England. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for being a fucking racist now. <laughs> uh, so he'd go by, like, Esteban, because, like, Mexicans and Latinos love Morrissey.
1: This is a real thing. You sound very racist right now. To no, those I was to...
0: in – I saw Morrissey three – like, two years ago,
1: yes. and it was just Latinx people everywhere. To the uninitiated, this sounds very racist, but it is true. Morrissey yes. is very big in the – Latino scene. Latino scene? Yeah. Latino scene? yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to stop talking. Let's play just the fir- I want to play um, There's a Good Reason, these tables, just from the very beginning. Okay. For, from the beginning. Okay. You're listening to From Under the Dork Tree. It's, is this just a really long intro? Oh, there we go. Is this it? Yeah, this is it. This is one of my favorite.
0: This is the best Panic of the Disco song. I was
1: yeah. This is one of my favorite songs off the 2005 record "A Fever You Can't Sweat Out" right. by the band Panic of the Disco. Yeah, it's a great song. Jesus. Ali
0: G's in the video for this. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, is he? Yeah, Ali G's in this video.
1: This song sucks, Eric. All right. Anyways, okay. this is that's something you're actually gonna get in trouble for. <laughs> yeah, no probably. one's gonna care about us that's playing. Absolutely, a loop, so that's true. the one that's gonna I mean, get us in trouble for playing it. Oh, long. so
0: okay, let's do a commentary on it. Uh, Ali G's in the video. It's a song by Madonna. The song is good. It's a great song.
1: I, yeah, I have a lot to say about it. Um, I'm writing my thesis about right. it. I'm not even looking at the... That's how disinterested I was. I, I accidentally just like turned away from the mic for the last <laughs> like, 15... With the doorman from that moment, you'll- out of place and oh god, this shit sucks, dude. This is peak bad panic of the disco. This, I, I hate this, dude. I, I, I'll, I'm gonna reiterate what he just said. Please leave all overcoats, canes, and top hats Ugh. with the doorman. From that moment, you'll be out of place and underdressed. What are you talking about? What is this? Song You've never worn a top hat in your life, <laughs> Brendan. Well, that's not true. He, he might have. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I mean, he, he probably wore it for the first time recording the, the video for. <laughs> all right, sounds Not tragedies. Um, it just the 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 lyrics of this record are just are, are nuts. And you were saying the lyrics are great for some of the songs. They are, I will say they're okay. Like, yes, I
0: understand that this is a, this is a, an album written by at being at most like gracious 19 year olds, you know, like, I couldn't write this shit when I was 19, mm-hmm. and I, I get paid to write s- shit. So, like, you know
1: what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Here's here's the I will give credit where credit is due. Right. If this were like a a play, like uh, not probably a Broadway play, but off, this were, off like, Broadway an off-Broadway sure. play, and you were listening to the th- this was a, a song um in said play. Right. What are the name? Okay, the name of the play is Panic at the Disco, and Ryan Ross is writing the music and lyrics for it, mm-hmm. and you don't know. That he's 18 years old while he's writing it. This would be fine. I'd be like, oh yes. wow, this is just jaunty uh, sh- uh, show tunes music, right? But here's the issue with paying this disco. It's like they are you, you, you. I can't separate how they look and and from the <laughs> That's music. A you problem, but it's not a me problem because you because re- they are the band. You see them like they right. represent themselves. Um, and that's and I think that's inherently my issue with with this is knowing that this is music written by eighteen year olds eighteen year old Mormons. This album is insane. Yes. It's an insane album. Um, but did it move units? It absolutely did. Oh Ooh, yeah, baby! Three million units sold. Do you, Dolores. Has, so much. Has Follow Boy even have a record that like s- sold a total of three million units? Yes, absolutely. Don't they look have. at me like you, that. What are you no, talking about? I'm serious. Ha- like. Good. Absolutely, I think Infinity
0: on High is probably like triple, pla- maybe triple platinum, which would be three million units. Triple platinum. Let me see. Hold on. So you talk about you. I'm gonna look this up.
1: Um, the last song. We don't have to play the song because because uh, it sucks. Um, in the song, uh, build God and we'll talk. He makes a reference to Fourth and Fremont, uh, right down the street. Yes, Fourth um, and Fremont. I don't. I couldn't tell you exactly what was there. Eighteen years ago, I know it's like um, it would have been like the Fitzgerald.
0: Yeah, it's like off of the Fremont Street Experience.
1: Uh, what's the name of the casino there? Four Queens. Is it four? It's not Four Queens. Four Queens is a little bit down the way. Is it Islands? Not Islands. Maybe Fourth it, and Fremont. Oh, let me. Just, oh, I'm going to Google Fourth and Fremont. Well, Ridge. I know what it is now. It's 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 White Castle. And oh, well, then that
0: was um, it was like a um. Is either a gift shop or like a Mexican like taco place? Yeah,
1: but it's a bunch. Of, it's also just a bunch of casinos. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's in the middle of something we have called the Fremont Street Experience, which is basically just like this um, covered casino tour. I guess I don't even know. What it,
0: it's more of like a. It's like a. a it's a giant light archway that covers most of Fremont Street. Yes. Uh, they do like various shows uh, like you know laser shows like Laser Floyd imagine. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah I'm 80% of our followers listen, uh, uh, live in Las Vegas so they already know what it is. Yeah they already know. But right now there's a there's a White Castle there. Um, this is where if you ever uh, we we have these Fremont Street has these like summer free shows where like Third Eye oh, yeah, Blind yeah. or Bare Naked Ladies will play. That's right there. Um so yeah, uh, this I think story of the year is going to be playing this year. I think. Oh god, we're getting old. <laughs> we got to be there. Um, but yeah, uh, th- I think that whole song is about uh, just how depressing downtown Las Vegas was in 2005. It was and pretty it, bad, at and the it time. was really bad. Yeah. And uh, so I, yeah, they're not they're not just blowing smoke. Fourth Thank of three Zappos was not the <laughs> was not the best neighborhood. Thank you Zappos, we love you Zappos. Thank you Zappos Um. Yeah. So. Uh,
0: I don't know. I don't, do you have anything else? So, okay. To I, I have about? some stuff. So, okay. So after this album is recorded, immediately after they go on tour, mm-hmm. uh, because obviously they have not played at all at like period. Yes. Um, so they're signed on to decay dance. They go on tour, the take cover tour. It's an Oh five, uh, headlined by acceptance cartel, the receiving end of sirens and Augustana. Okay. Uh, cartel that band kicks ass. Yeah. um, Later that year, like directly after, they go on the Nintendo Fusion Tour.
1: Oh yeah, baby. Uh
0: you know that. Mm-hmm. Um headlined by Fallout Boy, Heard of them, uh The Starting Line, mm-hmm. Motion City Soundtrack, Oh yeah. Boys Night Out. Mhm. And I don't think that so uh, there, I don't think they actually had an official like venue show in Vegas until the Nintendo Fusion Tour. Okay. Which is insane. Yeah. You know. Like these are all huge bands. Boys Night Out, they I think they were just coming off of Trainwreck. Which wow. is a crazy album.
1: One of your favorites. That's. I love that album. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not the biggest fan. Really? That's Fuck why you. I gave like a. Mm. Boys Night Out kicks ass. Uh, Motion City Soundtrack is the best band on that tour. Uh, no, no, it's Fall Out Boy's on the tour. Yeah, Motion City Soundtrack is the best. No, I don't even mean. I. Uh, you don't mean that. I think Motion City Soundtrack has the best single record. Of any of, the, any of those bands. Okay. Yeah. But Fall Out Boys probably have better. Wait, are you band.
0: saying that like I am the movie or uh, what's the I other one? I say commit this to memory. Commit this many is, is better than take this to your grave. Is, say it right now.
1: I think it's slightly better. Then take this to your grave. I think that? Yeah.
0: Fuck you. I sp- I'm going to Hey, if you want like to be a co host on this <laughs> podcast uh, from under the Door Tree, uh, email us at DorkTreePod at gmail.com.
1: Well, look, like I said, um, that's you know thirteen songs from one band that I like, uh, and then nothing else really. <laughs> yeah, but I you know I have look you you guys see the playlist. Oh, can I plug the playlist? Real plug quick? the playlist, bro. I like I had brought up earlier. I do have a playlist um, on Spotify. It's called like above the Mick line. I don't. I know. I don't follow it. Yeah, of course. Of <laughs> uh, Fallout Boy songs that I think are exceptional, um, and there it's up like forty songs. Okay. So it's like double, more than double the amount that like most, most of the soundtrack has. I just think that um, Commit This to Memory is, uh, is I like it a little bit more than Take This to Your Grave. That's crazy. Slightly.
0: All right, whatever, bro. Um, So let me, do you have any of the, the chart information with uh, Fever You Can't Sweat I Out? I do not. So, okay. I'll so leave that to you. Fever You Can't Sweat Out, very modest start on the Billboard charts. Uh, I think they, first week they sold 10,000 units, mm-hmm. which I think that got them at like, High, uh mid like low hundreds on the actual rankings after the video for I write since not Tragedies, it goes off like it goes nuts. like they're selling thirty five thousand units a week. Wow it peaks at number thirteen on the billboard charts uh certified platinum one year later. Wow, that's crazy good for them uh so uh, like I think when they when uh dance first like heard uh panic of the disco, they're like, oh yeah, this will sell like fifty thousand units mm-hmm. you know maybe yeah. At best. They sell
1: <laughs> three million units. It's crazy. Yeah. And then all the field by ramen was like, people were like, oh yeah, that's our money. Right, right. Of course. You can keep 4% of that. Right. And then the island people were like, oh yeah, that, we'll that's take our money. 100% of that. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, also, do you have like, so Panic makes the cover
1: of Rolling Stone before Fallout. Boy I does. do have that. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Follow boy just can't, can't catch a break. Can't catch a break, man. These fucking Mormon dorks. <laughs> I'm sorry. I keep calling them Mormon dorks. I don't mean to. You're attack, just generalizing. I don't mean to attack uh, their religion, um, but I do. I want to attack Mormon. You're a big people. fan of
0: the Book of Mormon.
1: Oh yeah, it's a great. That's a great, uh, <laughs> great play. We talked about that like ten episodes ago. Yeah. Um. So let's let's. W- what are your thoughts on a fever you can't sweat out? I think it's a great album. I think it's a
0: legendary. Okay. All joking aside. A fever you can't sweat out is a very cheesy, a very cringy album, written by teenagers. It is, however, a pillar of scene music. Mm-hmm. It should be considered iconic. Um, there are songs on it that I could still listen to today. I would have my windows rolled up. I would not let people know that I was listening to it, <laughs> but I would still enjoy songs on this album today as a thirty-five year, old, thirty-six year old man.
1: Yeah, I I listen to it a, a, a fair amount. The songs are really catchy. I can't. I can't. I can't really get into that too much of it because again, all the circus, the circus theatrics yes. around it. I can't really, but it's it's insanely catchy, especially considering how young they were. Um, uh, n- n- my my issues with this record are almost entirely personal. It just right. I, I I think it's really d- 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 dorky, but it if you, is. It, and but I don't. I respect I respect the hell out of what, what they what they did here. Right? Um, Could I do this at that age?
0: Absolutely not.
1: No. You were, you were working at target yeah, working on the exactly. base. Oh, you have a number. You, how many Eric's out of 10? Do you want to give a fever? You can't sweat out 10 Eric's out of 10. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I mean like
0: a fever out of a fever you. can't sweat out is a solid seven album. However, okay. it, like I said, it, it is a pillar of scene music. It should be respected as such. That being said, it's cheesy and cringy as fuck.
1: <laughs> I think it's like a 4.5 out of 10. And I just, that's I, more than Pitchfork gave it. Yeah. That's crazy yeah and again fuck you pitchfork guy 1.5 out of 10 is insane he's like the ign guy who gave fucking uh from under the cork tree like what two three yeah Crazy. Two, he, he gave it a 1.5 which is like a 7 out of 10 right of course um so i think this is a good time for us to take a break okay and then when we come back we're gonna we're gonna kind of quickly wrap up like the panic of the disco story we're gonna go we're gonna like fast track all the way from like 2006 to 2023
0: okay yeah are you okay with that yeah i'm totally okay with that so yeah we'll take a little break i'll get a white claw and then we'll just go ahead and come right back
1: i'm rocking out i punched eric's chair on that's my computer
0: chair it's very expensive (laughs) (laughs) all right and we're back hey this is from under the panic at the disco tree (laughs)
1: you scared me i didn't know we were recording yeah sorry right you were just like okay recording Drop I didn't, it have I didn't have my headphones on no um so yeah uh you know we in the last segment in the last segment of season two episode one we kind of broke down uh the early years and a fever you can't sweat out um and we're not, you know, we're gonna we're gonna kind of slam through the next like fifteen years of this band. You are going to. I'm not going to. Yeah, <laughs> you're <laughs> like, taking the reins on this one. Like we were screaming at each other at the beginning of the episode. There was maybe a slight confusion about what this episode was going to be about. Right. I will tell you, it was never going to be the hardcore episode because Eric told me this is the Panic of the Disco episode. And then from there, we just we were we had to decide. I told what...
0: you we're gonna do a fucking fever you can't sweat out, and then you you were like, I'm gonna do the whole fucking discography of
1: Panic. Oh, um, that is not. <laughs> That's a, the exact will, opposite yeah, of what happened. I will
0: post the the screenshots from the texts in the show notes. If you'll be heavily edited,
1: do not. <laughs> yeah, that's he, true. He controls the means of production. He he controls all the social media. Do not. Whatever he posts will not be real. It'll be a picture of, like me like sucking a dick or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It's like Eric. I'm so horny for you right Jesus now. Jesus Christ! Thanks for those fucking motorcycles zooming by. <laughs> I'm.
0: Kidding. It's my neighborhood. Sorry, downtown Las Vegas, buddy. You're, we're in the heart of the heart of the city. Yeah.
1: We're right by the old Bishop Gorman. Yep, the now defunct Bishop Gorman. All right, so um, yeah, we're, we're I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of lead Eric through like uh, the rest of this band's history. Take me on a journey. So let's go. Um, I do
0: know. So before we go, I I do know. So I'll be able to jump chime in on certain aspects of the the
1: second album. So um, if you want to go, I'll. But please don't. I uh, oh, this okay, is gonna okay. be like me speaking so, in like it like I'm just gonna be talking. I want you to be totally silent. Okay, I'll shut the fuck up. No, please don't do that. <laughs> Don't do I'm afraid you'll be spiteful and actually do that and I'll look like an idiot. (laughs) If it makes you look like an idiot, I'll do it then. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. Uh, Important, successful, great record. Right. Time to start recording the next record. (laughs) Um, They rent a cabin in New York. That's not true. In Nevada. Yes. Excuse me um okay dickhead <laughs> i would
0: just say you you tell me you could know the whole fucking history and then the first <laughs> words you say are fucking wrong what do you want
1: me to say just let it be you say things let that are wrong <laughs> you say things that are wrong in this record all, or on this uh, podcast i've never said time. anything wrong about brandon Yuri at all <sighs> so they rent out this cabin in the beautiful state of nevada yep uh and they basically have uh, a, a genius plan uh, constructed by a bunch of 17-year-olds <laughs> yes. hey let's do a bunch of drugs and drink a whole bunch and be forced, to be forced to be in the same room with each other for 3 months and write a record it's so fucking stupid it is an unmitigated disaster <laughs> the the working title was called cricket and clover yep um there's really there, – there's, like, videos of, like, a live performance of one or two of these songs that never got – like, the, the songs never got recorded. Mm-hmm. They just were kind of demoing them in live performances. Um, they basically wanted to the, – the record was insanely ambitious. Right. Uh, there's interviews where Spencer talks about how he was going to make a drum kit out of, like, plastic and egg cartons. Yeah, he's like, hey, I, I, we don't want to use any real instruments. There, were, there weren't going to be any guitars, It was basically just going to be like this show tunes record. Um, (laughs) Like Blue Man Group. (laughs) So as much credit as we gave them for being like teenagers who kind of were really ambitious and like created this like record that really no one had heard before. Yeah. um, They were given way too much rope and they hung themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, They go back and they're like, okay, we have to kind of start writing a normal-ish record. Mm -hmm. Uh, Enter Pretty Odd, Pretty period odd. Mm-hmm. Um, the main, the biggest hit off this is nine in the afternoon. Oh, I like that song. No, you don't. It's a radio. Song. Oh, no,
0: no, you don't. I'm, listener. I don't like this song.
1: That's it's a radio song, yeah. right? It's a, that's, that's yeah. how I know it. I, you want to play it real quick. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk play. about it. the idea of nine in the afternoon drives me nuts. There is no nine in the afternoon. Unless you live in fucking Alaska. Oh, <laughs> I guess that's true. I was like, <laughs> yeah, all it, right. We'll play a little bit of nine in the afternoon. Hold on one second. Um, it's a beautiful song. It's my favorite song ever recorded. hmm Uh... This record is not a flop, but it's... It, it is a... It's a... It's a sophomore slump. Yeah, absolutely. It's their, um... You know, Green Day's Insomniac uh, kind of flopped after Dookie. This is their Insomniac. It was not an incredibly successful... You know who didn't flop?
0: Fall Out Boy on their sophomore album.
1: Oh, no. They were even bigger. Bigger and better, Knocked baby. Knocked out of the fucking park. Um... So a couple things happen in the fallout of Pretty Odd. Mm-hmm. I I, I want to say quickly, I listened to Pretty Odd. It's it's not a bad record. Okay. I think it's probably my favorite fallout, or uh, not fallout boy painting the disco record. Really? It's, okay. Inc- it's heavily 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 inspired by Sgt. Pepper's. I could see that. It's I- if you listen to you'll be like this is just this is just Sgt. Pepper's. They were just trying to create a Sgt. Pepper's ripoff. When I first heard 9 in the Afternoon, do you ever listen to Doctor Dog? Yes. Yeah, it
0: reminds me of like a do- like a like if Emo kids try to do like a Doctor Dog album. Yeah. yeah, there's a song on it called
1: "Folking Around" or something.
0: That's from the, uh, the that's supposed to be on uh, the Cricket Cricket and Clover.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. it sounds like it. Yeah, um, it's basically just like a bluegrass song. You want me to play a little bit of that? Yeah, uh, I I can't get myself to being like I like really I really like the song, but yeah. it's the one song that stuck out. It's like oh, this is. If you can, like, separate Panic Disco from this, and it's like, this is just a song. Yeah, it's sort of like a,
0: I don't want to say like a, what's his name? The guy that just died.
1: Uh, Gordon Lightfoot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 R.I.P. Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, when I saw Gordon Lightfoot died, I, like, just threw on Gordon Lightfoot shuffle. <laughs> Pretty odd. <laughs> Uh, it's, it, uh, I, I just to pay my respects. I wasn't there. There weren't a ton, ton of songs. Oh, did was, you actually do? That? Oh no, I oh, really, yeah, yeah. no, I like Gordon Lightfoot too. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, pretty odd is not a. It's not a flop, but it doesn't perform very well. But a couple important things happen in this era. Um, the kind of thing that's not super important is uh, Ryan Ross leaves the band. But more importantly, that, I, I, they people... dropped the the exclamation point from their <laughs> from the name. Oh of the band. yeah. Well, no, it's still on Spotify. It's still on there. Okay, so there is a reason why. Do you want mm-hmm. what were you what were you
0: gonna say? I was just gonna say that the uh, I guess I don't I, I only just know because of obviously the podcast. The Panic at the Disco fandom very much misses Ryan Ross. Yes, as sort of like the the Pete Wentz of the band. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think after they after he departs, like they're sort of like. They go in a direction that people aren't really used to, or that, yeah. not that they they really want. So
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, these for uh, a fever you can't sweat out and pretty odd are similar thematically. You mm-hmm. can kind of they feel like the same band. After pretty odd, it it turns into something entirely different. It right. is not. It does not feel like the penny disco, uh that we know. But uh, so quick note on the exclamation point. Uh, leading up to this record they decided to take the exclamation point out okay for no real reason i I don't i think they maybe. so they bring it back in afterwards Yeah. so immediately after pretty pretty odd is the only record that does not have the exclamation point oh interesting because now brendan's in charge and brendan's like now it's like i didn't he brought a serious band yeah we didn't get we didn't want to get rid of the the exclamation point in the first place now we're locked in um are we getting that weed whacker in the background
0: yeah, you, listener, are you hearing the,
1: the, the, <laughs> the big whacker? Hold on. Let me, let me. Can I stop you for a second? Okay.
0: We got to talk about something that I don't think you and I have talked about off mic or mm-hmm. on mic that is related to Fallout Boy. Okay. Crinal. crinal. Do you know what Crinal is? No. Are you serious? No, I don't know. what you're talking so, about. So a couple days ago, uh Fallout Boy had released a special edition variant of uh, So Much for Stardust called Crinal.
1: Oh, you Sam showed this to me.
0: They had, it's a special edition uh, vinyl album, which Mm -hmm. uses uses tears taken from one Peter Kingston Wentz. (laughs) There are 50, like 50 made, period. 50 made. Uh, I didn't hear about it until I was like on the way back from San Diego. So I couldn't like apply, I couldn't try to get one of these. Uh Can you imagine the fucking Discog price on this shit? Like after, (laughs) it's one of 50 and it has fucking tears from like the, like a band member in it. I just want Andy's uh it's come yeah come, his, come the, his, the baby batter variant right of course <laughs> but no like that's it's insane like it, i it's sold out in minutes obviously okay. but yeah uh crinal that's a thing listeners we know what it is i am sorry we didn't get one i want one really bad my bad uh, uh what does this have
1: to do with panic the disco
0: no it's just about fallout boy the band oh, Boy <laughs> okay. that, that this podcast
1: is about um either way crinal go on about pretty odd <laughs> sorry yeah. um yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, Ryan and John, who's, uh, who, uh, we, this is how bad we are at part, at podcasting. We've totally, I've totally forgot to bring up that Brett, the guy who brought Brendan into right. the band got kicked out, uh, before pretty odd because he basically just, he sucked it at, at, um, playing bass and mm-hmm. might've been a drug addict. <laughs> um, yeah. If you're
0: listening, uh, let us know. We want to have you on the show. Yeah. <laughs> We're also from Vegas. Um,
1: so yeah, now like, so after Pretty Odd, just a, there's a new era of Panic of Disco where it's Spencer and and Brendan are kind of the guys. It's their operation. Uh, they put out a record called Vices and Virtues. It bombs. It's a, a massive um, failure. There's a venue in town called Virtue Vice. Is there really? Yeah, it's over by uh, Container Park. Okay. Is that owned by them? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. I know. Yeah, even though I said I didn't even know that it existed. I'm, I can confirm yes. Yeah. Um, they This starts a, a series of just like a bunch of random people coming in and out of the band. Um, a guy named Ian Crawford was in the band for a little bit um, until 2012, actually. And when asked why he was leaving the band, he said, in pursuit of making real and genuine music. Well, I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> um. So uh, they're in limbo a little bit. They're still like a decently they're they're popular, but their newest vices and virtues kind of bombs a little bit until they announce uh, too weird to live, too rare to die. Eric, you are your you are a pop culture savant. Do you know where that's from? It's from Hunter Thompson. It is. It's from fear, fear and loathing and in Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. So you know now they're they're doing the killers thing a little bit. Where they now, where they're really making Las Vegas kind of part of their brand. Uh, you might have seen the cover of this record. Um, it is Brandon in front of—he's in the middle of the desert. It looks like fucking Samstown. Yes, it's fucking <laughs> Samstown. Brand, Brandon Flowers, the real Brandon, should fucking sue their asses off. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know they're getting ready to kind of like put out, like they're trying to bounce back. Right. We have an issue. Spencer is a drug addict. Uh oh. Spencer has to leave the band. He's not kicked out of the band. But now um, the last two people who are kind of like holding up the old Panic of the Disco flag, the old Panic of the Disco brand, um, so he, he's gone. And it's, it's just it's just Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, but around this time, a little song called This Is Gospel is released. Uh, and this is a massive song. And that's on Too Weird to Live? Yes. Too Weird to Live, Too Rare to Die. You want me to play a little bit of that? I would love if you played a little I'll bit. I'll play a little bit of that just for you. We both are just going to be quiet for a second while I read my notes and you try and find. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think you see the uh, the South Point Casino at the background of this, uh, <laughs> this album cover.
1: One of the finest casinos. In yeah, Los I of, love I the Shake Shack they've got there. Um, and this record was a little bit of a return to, like, they this it was decently popular. Okay. Um, there's also a video for a little song called Girls, Girls, Boy. Oh, yes. Let's talk about that um it's basically have you ever um oh untitled by
0: d'angelo yeah i fucking know yeah it's literally a shot for shot remake of untitled uh how does this
1: feel by Uh d'angelo can we play that song for a second yeah if you want to hear a better song yeah um that song is great uh what song what year did that that it's like 94 95 like it's old it's it's later it's it's later than that i wouldn't it wouldn't have been on my radar oh it's 2000 i'm
0: sorry i'm thinking of brown sugar which is 95 um yeah it's from d'angelo's album voodoo uh, 2000 yeah
1: so okay so if you're not if you are not um by a computer and you can't watch the video that we're talking about right now it's basically brendan he's naked from the waist up and maybe naked from the waist down it's basically these these slow sensual shots of his like body uh i have the note cum gutter i have the down. note cum gutter that's <laughs> strange that you say that um so you, yeah so this is this is D'Angelo. girls, 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 boy by Brendan Urie. Yeah, he w- he fucking <laughs> wishes. This truly is one of the best music videos ever made. It, it's a, legendary, a, an immensely underappreciated uh, music video. Well, also um, uh, D'Angelo
0: th- is much more talented than Brendan Urie yes. as well. <laughs> not not
1: the Panic version. Yeah, and he's also more jacked than Brendan Urie. So yeah, like uh, you know, at this point, Panic the Disco is firmly not like the 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 scene stir no. clown core band that we used to know they're basically just Brendan Brendan Flowers like side project where he makes <laughs> like Brendan Flowers Brendan Urie's <laughs> yeah uh uh like kind of horny pop music
0: uh, also listener if you want to hear more of D'Angelo he had an album out in 2014 called Black Messiah it's actually really really good is that yeah. his
1: is that his most recent
0: release yeah it's his most recent release it's very good
1: um uh let's fast forward to Death of a Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's such a stupid title it's about him getting married oh god again and, god, and this god is fuckers. why like this is why panic disco is not incredibly fun to talk about because there's a very short-lived moment like where they're actually like a band where like it's a a collaborative effort yeah it, it very quickly just turns into the brendan eury show um yeah. uh death of a bachelor I had to double check this. Is their most successful record really? But there's no like massive hits. Like you, you think of like their transcending hits. Victorious was a big radio hit. Though. It, it was yeah, but yeah. I don't think it's not. It's not quite the same level as Nine in the Afternoon or This Is Gospel mm-hmm. or even High Hopes. You know, this is oh yeah, High Hopes. Yeah, but apparently, uh, uh, Death of a Bachelor is their most successful. Well,
0: just by Spotify streams, like the biggest song from Death of a Bachelor is this song called House of Memories, which I don't think I know. Now, do you want to play a second? Yeah, I'll play, play a little, little bit of it. Yeah, maybe, maybe a little jog my memory.
1: I was. Nope. Yeah, and I mean, nah. you don't need us. You don't need us to tell you. This is just like drum machine. Uh, electronic like pop music, nothing wrong. I mean, look, he. I don't think he's even coy about it. The, yeah, it's a trying, business. It's, he's just trying to make like radio yeah. hits at this point about his personal life. It's, um, hey, more power, more power to you, Brendan Flowers, Yuri. <laughs> um, he the band goes on a short hiatus because he performs on Broadway as the lead character in Kinky Boots. I was gonna say he sounds like he'd be like a Kinky Boots kind of person. <laughs> I don't even know what Kinky Boots is. K- Kinky Boots is like a um.
0: It's like a trans uh, play. okay. so it's like it's a kind of character it follows a character who's like in the process of transition. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Neil Patrick Harris also did kinky boots.
1: Oh good. nice. Yeah, yeah. Doogie Hauser. Doogie Hauser. It's crazy. Um, quick uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, like Doogie Hauser was such a big deal. What <laughs> do you not? <laughs> no, I was there when you were a kid. I was not there,
0: but I I was around. I was alive. You at the were same time. the window. Do yeah, you not remember like doing it,
1: Do you Do you not remember watching like Doogie Hauser No, I were... watched Doogie Howser. I don't remember it being a big thing. Though. It felt like a huge show. Yeah, well, and now like, then like he's done so many like. Obviously Starship Troopers are of course, our favorite movie, greatest of movie of all time. And then goddamn Harold How and I, met, Kumar. Or, how I met. <laughs> No, Harold
0: yeah. and Kumar is where he kinda came back because he was like a child star that was like sort of on the outs. Yeah. And then he made that cameo in Harold and
1: Kumar, and then people were like, Yeah, get this guy and shit. I mean, this is just more tra- like he's done so many things right. since then. It's absolutely. crazy that like, you know I would argue that um How I Met Your Mother is like his biggest. Oh,
0: absolutely. You know, yeah. Sorry. All those fucking douchebags on that uh, show made so much fucking money. <laughs> Yes.
1: Okay. So, Kinky Boots, the brief hiatus, and then he comes back, and they um, put out a record called
0: uh... <laughs> "Is It Pray for the Wicked?" <laughs> Pray for the Wicked. Okay. Great. I um, mean, I, to be fair, I've got Spotify right in front yes. of me, so
1: and I just have a, a yellow legal pad that I'm reading off. Of. Uh huh. Um, there are a lot of things inspired. It's like "Hey Look, I ma- Hey Look, My Made It" was like also on that album. I, on uh the bachelor record no pray for the wicked which oh, is okay. why i was like oh this is a pretty big album yeah um i mean this is also has high hopes oh okay which yeah, is does. like high hopes the last time i checked has 1.3 billion, billion yeah. streams you're right it is by far the biggest thing they ever did it came out in 2018 um it sounds like a fallout boy song
0: <laughs> i was at a porta subs mm-hmm. my yes. favorite sandwich shop <laughs> and i was like Carly, look it's Fallout Boy and it was high hopes.
1: Do you remember texting me about this? Yes, I do. Yeah, this is we had we had just kind of started recording the podcast. Right. And you were like you were really happy cuz you know we'd maybe recorded one or two or three episodes. We're going to be big podcast stars. <laughs> and you're like, "You know what? I think it was after the very first episode." Uh-huh. You were like, "They're playing Fallout Boy." Um, and I responded a little bit, little, a little bit later. I'm like, "Oh, that's so cool! What song?" And then you didn't respond for four hours, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, "Sorry, I smoked too much weed." It was actually Panic at the Disco. Yeah, it sounds like me. <laughs> um, yeah, so High Hopes is a massive, massive song. That's huge. Yeah. Um, the record is the the Pray for the Wicked is inspired by his time on Broadway. Um, he kind of has like this weird coming back to faith thing okay. i watched a couple of interviews where he's like i'm not mormon i'm not uh part of the, the latter day saints right which we also should we've been dead naming mormons this entire time they you no, have i've not <laughs> they are no longer called mormons they're just called the church of the latter day saints <laughs> is that what they like officially i think so yeah oh interesting okay if you're if you're a mormon or an or a latter day dickhead uh um, okay. reach out to us i'm soon. gonna edit that out <laughs> um and let us know uh what, is, at gmail.com. what is the preferred um nomenclature yes yeah <laughs> uh, he also does a song for the Greatest Showman. Oh, the Hugh Jackman uh, yeah. a movie. Of that you ever watched that movie? No, movie corner. Movie corner. No. Um, no. I had this coworker uh, who was like super weird for a lot of reasons. <laughs> okay, but one of the main reasons is he he found a way to bring up the Greatest Showman every day that I ever <laughs> what
0: with him. he what, wait wait what what restaurant is this Atomic? I don't want to say. Okay, uh, because, but
1: he was it Skyler. <laughs>
0: Shout out to Skyler, bro. We miss you, bro. We miss Um, you, bro.
1: Uh, yeah, he just, uh, he just would get really emotional and talk about the, the, the Hugh Jackman movie yes. of this. He's like, so beautiful. He'd say like, I think Hugh Jackman is just such a beautiful soul. I really think everyone should watch this movie. He's, he's a beautiful man, yeah. which he is, but he's just horny for Hugh Jackman. Yes. Too tall to be playing Wolverine, by the way. True. He's like six one.
0: Um, do you remember the, the fantasy football league, the Hugh Maniacs? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck
1: that team. I uh, don't edit that out. All right, Fuck I won't. you. Fuck the Hugh Maniacs. <laughs> Um,
0: Jesus. <laughs> fantasy football corner
1: okay so uh you know they're on top of the world he gets uh, <laughs> brandon gets featured on a taylor swift song oh does he okay called me i don't uh i'm uh, not
0: a, i'm not a taylor swift fan you'll have to ask uh listener alex for that
1: oh is oh is he a, a alex
0: loves fucking taylor swift
1: not my jam but you know what i'm not gonna yuck his yums i'm not gonna i'm not gonna shake the beehive that is the the, the, the Swifties.
0: Yeah. I can't... We The podcast would not survive that.
1: Yeah, I mean... Yeah, so uh, Panic at the Disco slash Brendan Deary, they're the same. It, it's it, it's just basically his side project now. They're on top of the world Um, until we get to 2020. Okay. And this is where things start getting really iffy. Do you know anything about this? Do you know what Oh, uh, yeah, was, 2020, know? there was like a big pandemic happening. <laughs> um, a pandemic in the Panic at the Disco fan base. Okay. So... I have to backtrack a little bit. There's this guy, Zach Hall. Okay. He apparently was a security guard for them, like, way back in the day. Even he's, He had been with uh, Brendan and Panic from day one. Oh, okay. Uh, he eventually got promoted to kind of like a conciliary. Like, he's basically... conciliary. Consi- <laughs> if you ever correct my grammar again... <laughs> well, it's just
0: how you say the fucking word.
1: word. All right, I've, I've watched The Godfather, movie corner. I've had, like... Three vodka sodas, okay I need to have another white claw. He is a informant to the Panic of the Disco uh, uh Oh, he's world. like leaking. He's basically... he he kind of just doesn't have like a for my understanding is mm-hmm. he does a lot of things. He okay. doesn't have one title, he's just kinda like part of the panic of the disco team. Yeah. Um and it started to come out that some sexual assault allegations, oh, okay, some problematic tweets. Um and you know, uh the panic fan base started calling him out rightfully. So, you know, he said, and did a lot of really uh, dumb shit. He made a lot of like fat phobic jokes. Mm -hmm. He like made like weird jokes about like starving kids in Africa and calling them like skinnies. He's like, is it, is it, is it, um, can I make fun of these skinnies? Um, like posting pictures of people with Down syndrome. Holy shit! What? Uh, you know who loves to make fat phobic jokes? Who? Fat guys. <laughs> That's so, I've noticed that. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you talking about? I've never made a fat phobic joke. No, I'm not I'm saying real. you're a fat guy. I'm saying <laughs> I, I
0: used. I've worked with guys who have been like very like misogynistic and like talk about women's like appearances,
1: but they've been like the ugliest people I've ever seen. Well, when you when you said fat guys, you pointed directly at me <laughs> yeah, and almost mouth. touched my forehead when you said it. So. Um, yeah, I don't need to go. I, I don't need to go over like every joke that he made on Twitter. Uh-huh. I'll just look at pictures of Basil. Oh, um, Basil.
0: Oh, thank you, Basil, for giving us $5 on our Ko-Fi. Oh, did he? Yeah, Basil did that. Thank you.
1: Uh, he's paid rent in months. So he yeah, well, shouldn't be giving away money. That's <laughs> where the rent's going. Anyway, uh, yeah, I have screenshots of all the, the tweets, but I'm not going to go into all of them. Um, and basically, the Panic of Disco fan base, uh, because they're all sitting at home because they're in the middle of, of, of a pandemic, right. were like, hey, this guy who's like basically part of your, your Panic team yeah. is horrible. A bunch of people came out and were like, people, like the wives of ex-members of the band were like, yeah, he was creepy. Oh. And Brendan didn't do anything. He basically just well. didn't do anything to like you know um, rectify the situation. Right and then didn't distance himself from the, from this guy. Didn't distance the band from this guy. There's a couple. And then there's a couple instances, instances of Brendan doing some pretty bad things. Mm -hmm. Uh, he is on like a Facebook live or something like that. Rapping, uh, first of the month by bone thugs and harmony. If you want to play a little bit of that, I absolutely do. Uh, let's just say he does not censor himself. Oh, does he he say words that he should not say? He uses the N word. Oh, great. Um, which you can't do. Uh if you're a the Disco fan, you've seen him
0: uh famous Baltimore band, uh Bone Thugs and Harmony. Are they? I think they're Baltimore, yeah.
1: I what other big Baltimore bands are there?
0: Uh Turnstile? Uh
1: I was gonna say Trapped Under Ice. So oh, okay. <laughs> um but yeah, both are correct. All right, so first of the month by the band Bone Thugs and Harmony. So just imagine it's, it's uh, Brandon Flowers' Yuri just singing this for whatever reason. I don't know why he took it upon himself to like sing this on Facebook. Was it the first of the month? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. It's a beautiful song. Great song. We just had a first of the month. We did. Yeah, the first of what? <laughs> is it May? May. Oh, Ooh, the band May. Oh,
0: yeah, I love that band. <laughs> that band's fucking good, bro.
1: I just want to wake up in
0: someone else's um hey this is a great pod just looking you just like a little side
1: note like hey we're, <laughs> hey dude we're doing fucking great right now we're gonna like upload this I'm like oh we didn't get any listens <laughs> yeah that makes sense um but yeah it's we're it's, doing great this is this is kind of the end of uh good guy brendan the fan base starts to turn on him a little bit um the Fallout Out Boy uh, fan base has turned completely on Brendan. Yeah, I think Pant Disco uh, curated a pretty strong LGBTQ uh, following. And so when you have someone who's like um, making the kind of jokes that the Zach Hall guy did, and mm-hmm. I think it's very uh, disenfranchising. Uh, there's also the video of Brendan. He's very young, but he's looking out in the crowd and he's basically saying, I'm going to – I'm going to paraphrase here. I'm going to have sexual relations with someone tonight. And if you don't want it, it's going to make me want it more. Ew. Which, again, uh, you know, his. I don't want to say it's on brand for him, but his ego clearly got very inflated. You
0: know, when you're an edgy teen, that doesn't excuse it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's very. I, I feel like when when people get really famous that young, something happens to your brain where you just stay in that mindset oh, for yeah. that long.
1: Yeah. Let's, yeah, and you you can't. This is why our relationship with like famous people, like th- those people, don't have any like they don't live the same lives as us. Right. So you can't yes. like, um, yeah. That's my you can't
0: grow like at that point like because you're like oh well I've already made it I don't need to grow any mm-hmm. further.
1: Yeah. So there's a two year period where they're pretty out of favor. Smash cut 2002. Mm. They put out a he 2002 2022. <laughs> okay. Uh, Viva Las Vengeance. Oh, that's like a Las
0: Vegas reference. Yeah. Okay.
1: We're um, from there. Yeah, we li- we're in we're in it right now. Yeah, we are. They I'm go never leaving, bro. I fucking love Vegas. They go on a tour. I think it's just a domestic tour. I know because my sister, uh, shout out to Carolyn Scarda, um, posted a bunch of uh, in- Instagram stories one night because mm-hmm. she saw them at like T-Mobile Arena, um, home of the Golden Knights. Yes,
0: our Vegas hockey team. Good luck out there against the was it. Uh...
1: Oilers, Oilers.
0: That's right. We each won game one against the Oilers. Fuck
1: you, Leon Drysadel. You can score four goals every night. We'll just score six, six, bro. Um. So yeah, they they uh they they go on tour in two thousand two two and Um. They're supposed to have a European tour in two thousand three, mm-hmm. but what happens? Uh. Fall Out Boy decides that they're gonna reunite and completely ruins Panic at the Disco's career. Good. Um. Which is a, a a popular? I saw a lot of people tweeting this. I don't really uh, people saying that that uh, Thought Boy made forced Panandisco just to break up. I think just like <laughs> no, I think no, Brendan Urie forced Panandisco <laughs> to break up. Um, the only real response I saw from Brendan was that he is getting ready to have a kid. Right. Decided, I don't want to do this anymore. So
0: did you? Did you? So we were actually. I think we were filming. Like our or not filming. We were recording our first or second episode mm-hmm. when they broke up. Um, we didn't talk about it on the show, but afterwards, like, I guess the, the people that left were like, I think it was just like the bass player, the guitarist. Okay. He was like, yeah, uh, Brendan Urie is a fucking asshole. He would do shit like shoot pellet guns at me like on stage. (laughs) And I couldn't say anything about it because Uh it's like, oh, this is my fucking job. Like Mm. this is the guy that's paying me for, you know, playing. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he, he'd do stuff like Brendan Urie will shoot you with a pellet gun on stage. And then you have to be like, ha you got me, dude. He's like, yeah, I got you, fucker. Like, that kind of <laughs> shit. So, like, Brendan, you're eight, probably a shithead. Like, I would never want to hang out with this guy.
1: Yeah, and one of the last notes I have written down about Panther Disco is, like, we, you know, we love Pete. We love Pete. Yes. We love Pete. But we give him we give him his dues. When he does something him a little fringy ribbing. or a little weird, we're like. He wants to cry into an album and make ex- a crying Exactly. Album. Yeah. Pete is nowhere near as Absolutely bad as, as Brendan. It, well, it, like Brendan yeah. sounds insufferable to be around. Right. Whereas Pete is like a kind of a, can be a handful at times. But right. you, you may still probably want to hang out with them. You're just, like you can chill.
0: I think Pete has grown as a person. Yes. Whereas I don't think Brendan Yuri does does not. Does not. Like it. Yeah. Did you? Um. I know that you and I follow the fallout boy you know pulse oh yeah Uh, so there was like a a, an article for like or not an article but an interview for like kerrang which is like a a uk publication Mm -hmm. um where it's like patrick's kind of like defending like pete like sort of uh and his like tryst with fame where he's like yeah like pete like when you are faced with fame like the level we got like you can either like accept fame or reject it and like you're damned if you do if you damn if you don't like mm-hmm. and Pete just accepted it and like he got like sort of crucified like in public and he's like yeah Patrick's like yeah i i like Pete a lot it made me really mad that people kind of just like turned on Pete so yeah. you know is it, i'll I'll post the video in the show notes it's a really nice like little tiktok snippet
1: um just
0: goes to show that like Patrick's the best boy
1: <laughs> look what it really comes down to what we're all, what, the whole purpose of this is um maybe pan the disco is more popular than fallout boy maybe maybe pete went out of his way to kind of give them a platform and and panic got way bigger and has and high hopes is bigger probably than anything fan uh Fall out boy yeah. will ever will ever do but goddamn fallout boy is so much better than panic the disco yeah. we love you fallout boy
0: fallout boy we will i'm hey you know what listeners if we get over a thousand listeners per episode i'll get a fallout boy tattoo I'll say this right now, and it will be from, like, it won't even be from, like, take, take this to your grave <laughs> where I can just, like,
1: kind of justify it. It'll be from fucking Mania or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I fucking said it. It'll be from Mania. I'll get a Fall, Out Boy, too, just, or Fall Out Boy tattoo just just without just for no reason. Yeah.
0: Like, honestly, okay. So if you look at the Spotify streams, and obviously, like, there's a difference because Fall Out Boy was bigger at different periods of time than mm-hmm. Panic was. Uh, pa- As of right now, Fall Out Boy's biggest song is Centuries on Spotify streaming. It has not even a billion, a billion listens. Mm-hmm uh obviously we just said it earlier uh panic has 1.3 billion listens for their yes. biggest song so yeah like fallout boy is not as big as panic at the disco but they're, but they're, better. they're much better
1: <laughs> my cat's just chiming in uh, in agreeance yes so yeah uh, uh, that's it that's i mean i think that's all i got for panic at the disco uh in summation kind of a a neat band for a little bit and then turned into big bloated assholes. Anything you, you, what do you, what do you, what do you got? No, I have nothing. I mean, nothing that we haven't touched on already. I think,
0: um, yeah, I haven't listened to Panic past that first album. Um, and besides like the radio hits that kind of blew up. But mm-hmm. yeah, like, I mean, like I said, Fevery Can't Sweat Out is sort of a scene pillar of like the, the community mm-hmm. that is seen. And I understand it for what it is, but it's very cheesy, but it's a very, important album Scene it, it sort of it sort of created a whole new genre
1: of music like a, it's like a, it's obviously like a blended genre yeah
0: but it's you know it's important for reasons
1: it continued it continued to muddle what is or isn't scene music
0: yeah even more so than fallout boy did yeah
1: you know so yeah that's it paying the disco rest in peace um 2004 to, to 2023 <laughs> Um, I hope you never come back. <laughs> yeah, Panic
0: of the Disco kind of sucks. Um, Brandon Urie is a is a villain in the uh the sort of the Fallout Boy shared universe. Uh-huh. So,
1: yeah, if you, yeah, if you are a Fallout Boy and Panic of the Disco fan, I'm sorry. I apologize. Um but you know, we're still loyal to Fallout Boy. We still we still love Fallout Boy, so.
0: Yeah. Um if you got shit to say to us about Panic of the Disco or Fallout Boy, you can reach us at dorktreepod at gmail.com uh you can email us there if you want to follow us on instagram we are at dorktreepod if you'd like to follow us on twitter we are at grand theft Podum. uh we also have a ko-fi which uh we will put in the show notes that lets you uh support creators uh by giving us donations or you can buy some stickers that we got there um other than that mick do you want to close us out
1: yeah, I just want to I just want to give a big shout out to Ed Sheeran who won his case <laughs> against uh Marvin Gaye today. Did he really win that? Yeah. That's fucking bullshit, dude. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. The Marvin Gaye I, estate should get that fucking money. That's insane. I didn't I, know I wasn't incredibly educated on this. I I knew I knew a little bit, but I I'm not I'm not going to be like Eric and put my foot uh, I Eric, we'll have this lot to be a, a side episode where it's just Eric talking about why uh, Ed Sheeran stole money from. I, I remember when that was first like
0: happening before the case had actually started. Like they mm-hmm. were going like, to talk about suing him. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. He fucking like he stole that from fucking Marvin Gaye. Um, that's crazy that he won it. That's insane.
1: Shout out to Ed Sheeran. One <laughs> yeah. of my favorite. We regga- you talk regga- about him a lot of artists. the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, do we want to what are we doing next episode?
0: Uh, next episode, it's. I mean, obviously, we're in hiatus territory, so you know, really, the sky's the limit. We could talk about fucking the academy is. We could talk about other bands on Decay
1: Dance. I think. I think we go back to do, talking about. <laughs> no, no, we don't. I think we do soul punk. Okay, we can do soul punk. If, if look, Eric can edit all this out if this, we decide this is not what we're going to talk about. But I think we do soul punk and the hardcore you, episode in the same sitting. No. Okay. Well, we're gonna do it in the same episode. Okay. Or in the same recording session. Okay. Um, but that's so. The are... next
0: episode chronologically will probably be us discussing uh, Patrick Stump's solo effort, uh, Soul Pump. I think we do that. I think so. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm down. Mm-hmm. I love. I love Patrick Stump. I want to hear. I've got some stories about that, so we'll go into it. Um,
1: you were there. You were in the recording room. Yeah, I was hanging out with Patrick and the in, recording uh, Fiasco recording studio. Yeah, yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> the
0: recording room.
1: Um, yeah, I can, I, okay, so that's the next episode. I'll, I can take us out if you're ready. Yeah, take us out, bro. Uh, this has been season two, episode one of From Under the Dork Tree, the podcast where we exclusively talk about Fallout Boy, um, and on this episode, we talked about Panic at the Disco, my favorite band, the best band to ever come out of Las Vegas, oh, yeah. that were Mormon and horrible, uh, but not because they're Mormon. Mm-hmm. According yeah. to them. Um, so this was from under the dork tree eric has his new base in the background hey and i have oh i should instead of doing thanks for the memories i should do like a panic disco themed yeah if you can think of a stupid lyric that they've said i've got high hopes that you're gonna listen to next week's episode high
0: hopes yeah i got it i got it i got the joke